Hey everybody, this is Tim Bowman coming at you again with another episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm once again joined with my good friend Louis Serna, and we're going to be recapping the Impact Wrestling Slammiversary 2019 show that took place uh, over the past weekend in Dallas, Texas. Um, before we get into that, we also did two other shows that we recapped that happened over this past weekend for VIP Wrestling, which is an independent Texas-based uh, promotion. We also did a show about New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 opening night of the tournament in Dallas, Texas. Uh, both of those shows are on the podcast feed. They're also available on my website at timbowman.me. That is T-I-M-B-O-W-M-A-N.me. Also in the articles is pictures of the shows and just a recap of the who won the matches. So you can check that out if you want to follow me on any of the social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. The same name on both. It's underscore Tim Bowman. That's underscore T-I-M-B-O-W-M-A-N. So for the uh, Impact Wrestling Slammiversary, this was the 17th show in the company's history under that pay-per-view name. It took place on July 7th, Sunday in Dallas, Texas, at a place called uh, Gillies Dallas, which was like this kind of like a bar type area. I guess they do a lot of events and shows and concerts and things like that there. Um, this was a show that was on pay-per-view for $39.99. It was also streaming through the Fight TV app for the same price. So you can watch it on pay-per-view or online. Um, overall, I say I would say it was a pretty awesome show. I thought it was um, really, really good. There was no bad matches, and um, it was pretty much a pretty solid card. I don't know what you thought about it. I loved it. Um, I thought wrestling-wise, um, every every match was pretty pretty good, start to finish. By the way, was this your first Impact show? Yeah, this was the first Impact show I've ever been to. Like I had a live event. Because this is the third. I know it's, it was called TNA before, but this is technically the third show under that wrestling company I've attended in Dallas. I've been to a house show about 10 years ago, and uh, I went to Slammiversary. I, I forgot which one it was. It was the one with uh, Bobby Roode versus Sting as a main event, where they announced Sting as an inductee to their Hall of Fame. And remembering from that card, the only person from that card that appeared on this card was Rob Van Dam. So, so it's been a while. It's yeah, been a long been time. A so, yeah. It's like an entirely different company it is. now. And, um, and, and I remember that show. The wrestling wasn't that good, except maybe for the main event. And the only the only reason why we went to that pay-per-view is because, you know, me and my brother were big fans of Sting. And, you know, we got to see Hogan and all that. But um, that show I do not remember. This show I remember, though, because of the good wrestling. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, as far as, like, the impact promotion itself i just kind of started re-following it i would say in the past few months i mean i was watching tna when they were doing like the weekly pay-per-views when they first started with like jeff jarrett and all those guys in like 2002 but i just haven't followed the recent impact stuff since they've kind of changed the company under that banner um i just saw on cable and watching it on twitch was kind of difficult it's hard to follow it's kind of hard to follow because of their distribution but i recently signed up to the 
Impact uh, Plus network for like eight bucks a month, which is pretty solid. So I've been kind of following the product for the past few months. It's been really, really good. Doesn't seem like a lot of people are talking about Impact. And, which is a shame. Yeah, or they're not really talking about the guys on the show or the the matches or the feuds, but I think it's been really, really solid. It's probably up there as one of the better wrestling promotions right now. Um, certainly it's better as a weekly show than like Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Um, Especially I mean, with its roster. This roster is really incredible. Yeah, there was a show, I think, like, end of May that was really good. There was, like, main events of, like, um, Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus Johnny Impact and Michael Elgin. That was pretty amazing. And that episode of the show was really good. So the past few months, I mean, at least for the past few months, they've been putting on solid shows. I think they've been kind of building up some some good credibility. They have a good, solid lineup. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. This show was definitely worth checking out. You know, try to follow the, I would say try to follow the product if you can. And definitely check out Slammiversary this year because it was a pretty awesome show. Yeah, it was great. Um, I really liked the, the world title match between Michael Elgin and the champ Brian Cage. You know, he was going into the match as the champion. This, um, this feud was built really, really good. Yeah, it, it was a good feud. So basically, you know, the whole storyline is Michael Elgin's recently into the company. His whole character now is that he's beating up people, sending them to the hospital. He's like this power guy. And Brian Cage kind of won the title um, a few months ago, but he's been, he got hurt. And there was some question in the storyline if he was going to make the match. And I think they even did an angle on the recent, the go-home show for the, on Impact uh, where he got attacked and you know, they were acting like he was re-injured and stuff. So the feud's been really good. Um, they've been kind of doing a lot of back and forth. And another focal point of the show, which is actually the main event, was an uh, intergender match between Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. Which was changed during the the pay-per-view, I believe. Yeah, I thought the main event going into the show was the, the world title match, yeah. but then I think... I don't know if during the show they announced that it, this was the main event because they kind of said something like that in a promo. With Sammy, yeah. With Sammy Callahan at the show, he was talking about how it's gonna make history and et cetera and all that. Yeah, saying that he pretty much was gonna leave unless he got what he wanted, which was just to be the main event. Yeah, and it's his first character in the storyline. Yeah. Um, so that was the main event. It was a great, great match. I actually I thought because it was coming off the world title match, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, I thought, you know, Elgin and Cage, like these two big power guys, they really went at it. They're really agile. Yeah, two action figures, literally in the ring. Yeah, I mean, these guys are these guys are just jack guys. Um, really impressive to see live. They had a really good, strong match. Kind of reminded me of like the Japanese stuff that goes on today. Really hard hitting, lots of strikes, power moves. But then they did a lot of, you know, big time aerial moves and just they moved around really fluid. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great title match. I think of the weekend, it was probably my, you know, probably my second favorite match after seeing Okada and Tanahashi. Yeah. But so it was a really, really great match. So coming off the af, off of that, the Tessa Blanchard match, um, I thought it was really good in the building. Um, she's Impact's biggest star, I think. She's one of them, yeah, definitely yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, going off of that match in the building, I thought it was pretty good. But then kind of thinking about it the next couple of days, I thought the match was actually better than I thought it was, you know, just kind of reflecting over it. Um, yeah, great story. Mm -hmm. Great in-ring storytelling as well. 
And, uh, well, what do you think about the decision of Tessa losing, do you think? Yeah, I, I thought the way the match was going, you know, watching it live, that... You know, she was she would she would make a comp she would take advantage of the match and then Sammy would kinda of cut her off, you know, beat her up a bit, she'd come back and then it just kept going back and forth like that. I thought she was actually gonna win mm -hmm. the way it was building up and then she lost. It kind of I think deflated oh, the def match a bit. It deflated then the, the crowd. Yeah, the crowd was like super hot, um for the match. And they were actually really, really hot for the main for the main event title match too between Elgin and, and Cage. And I think that ending of Tessa losing kind of like took the air out of the building. Yeah, um, I'd say so. But it was still a really solid match. Really great. You know, you think of like an intergender match. You think it's like a comedy thing or it's... Or not too taken serious. Yeah, either. or it's kind of like, well, you know, this isn't really like a focal point of the show or yeah. something like that. But they did a really, really fantastic match. Both of them. You know, Sammy Callahan's great. Um, Tessa's, a, you know, really, really strong awesome yeah, wrestler she's, yeah, she's, really a star and i know like leading up to the show on some of the impacts you know they she was going back and forth with disco inferno glenn girl birdie you know she had a match with him on, on one of the impact shows beat him in like two seconds you know three seconds right away after he was cutting all these promos on her and the other knockout division basically running down women's wrestling and how it's a joke and they're not as on the same level as the men and you know this whole women's revolution and thing is kind of just a, a, a phase you know a phase or yeah. some some stupid idea yeah. or something um so i kind of figured like the way it was built up like she was going to win this yeah, match too and then i think sammy recently he's been kind of in on that too like running down women's wrestling and you know as far as his character and you know saying he's going to take out tessa and People are only, like, he even alluded to this in his promo that he cut during the pay-per-view. Like, people are only, like, talking about it on social media or tweeting it or writing it on Facebook or whatever because mm -hmm. they're trying to be, like, basically social justice warriors or something like that or, like, get internet points or, you know, whatever, that kind yeah. of thing. So it was a kind of an interesting storyline. Um, Tessa's kind of the face of that women's division and, you know, really one of the best strongest stars of the women's wrestling today and she's really young too yes 20, 23 24 you know, early 20s so she has a lot of potential to yeah. make you know become even a bigger star but you know both main event matches were awesome and you know kind of pretty much the whole card was was great so we got actually to the the skillies dallas um you know around six we got in the doors were already open um there was a good amount of people already in there kind of waiting around uh, they kind of had a decent setup. It's kind of like this concert venue type area. There's like bars around, you know, different points of the room. Um, they had the ring set up in the center and then the Slammiversary stage with like a small ramp that led directly to the ring to the ring itself. So there wasn't like a lot, of, you know, guys would just climb over, you know, walk down the ramp and then climb immediately over the rope. There wasn't, like, this long entrance. But some wrestlers, when they were trying to go around the ring, they had to, like, jump down from the ramp. Yeah, because it was kind of, like, a tight, enclosed space, like, around the ramp area. Um, so there was rows of seats around the ring. Um, Horribly marked. Yeah, it wasn't, it was kind of hard to mark. There wasn't really any numbers, like, hey, it's this like, is number... It's like they grabbed chalk... And, like, on the floor just, you know, wrote, like, E, whatever. And, you know, how people walk all over it. It's like, it would just kind of disappear. 
Yeah, and it was they really they had a couple of security guys, you know, guiding people, checking their tickets and yeah. stuff. But there wasn't a lot. Of, I don't. There was maybe. It seemed like there was more general admission people standing outside of the ring area. So they had the by the ring, they had the barricades, of course, for the fans and stuff. Those metal barricades, mm-hmm. and around that they had the, the seating. But then, then it was kind of like blocked off around that because they had that the Gillies area where people can walk around and get drinks from the bar and stuff. There was a lot of people around the general mission area, but standing around, they had like kind of like um, not like a bar stool, but kind of bar stool like table where you could sit right by the entrance around mm-hmm. the ring. Around the you ring. know, individual seating. So there was a ton of people sitting there, a ton of people standing around. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Total attendance in the building was maybe a few thousand. Yeah, I'd say a few thousand. Yes, it there. But like I said, there definitely seemed to be more general admission people standing yeah. outside of the seating area than actual sitting down. Um, I don't know how it came across on TV, but you know there was still a good amount of people around the ring. But um, it, it was more packed, definitely outside of the seating area. And they weren't quiet, by the way, the crowd. Yeah, the crowd was pretty good. They were into the whole show, especially like, you know, these are a lot of, a lot of these people were like, you could tell they were Impact fans. Mm-hmm. I know when the um, announcers came out, you know, right before the first pre-show match started, you know, Don Callis and Josh Matthews, there was people standing up and cheering and chanting Impact and all that stuff. So the, the people knew who these guys were. They knew the show. You know, Impact's always had like kind of like weird fans, even like in the TNA days. Yeah. Like these hardcore TNA fans just like yeah. always watch the show. Um, so I think there's a little holdover from that still. Um, even though it's kind of at this point it's a it's a it's lot hard of, to follow. Just it's hard to follow yeah. and it's a lot different company now than the yeah. TNA days. Like the people that were there aren't there anymore. It's like Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett and Literally the only guy I saw from the You know, Vince Russo, RVD. all those guys. Yeah. Um so as far as like uh, you know waiting around for the show, they were they did have a merch area. It, I thought it was really weak. Um, it was just basically a small table. One guy was doing it. They had some shirts, some Impact shirts, uh, single LA you know a couple LAX shirts maybe a few for Brian Cage, um, a North shirt, the tag team, uh, Tessa Blanchard shirt, you know Ohio, Austin who wasn't even there. Yeah. Um, a Slammiversary shirt. So it it was just like, they just had a couple of shirts posted on the wall. It was very small, kind of nonchalant, not a big deal. When we got in there, there was maybe like 20 people waiting in line for shirts. It wasn't like something compared to like a, New <laughs> a New Japan show where you got like hundreds of people waiting in line for the merch. It was kind of weak. And I don't know if there was another merch area around somewhere else, but I mean, I kind of walked around and checked the place out. I didn't see any other merch or any wrestlers um posted up with their own stuff as far as autographs or posters or dvds or you know whatever so there was kind of a missed opportunity there as far as because the slammiversary is one of their big shows like their second. top two shows second biggest yeah, show second it's kind of like you know bound for glory is their wrestlemania and slammiversary is like their i don't know summer slam yeah, you say so you know week merch um i'll have some pictures posted up on uh, my website that I mentioned earlier, we can check out pictures of the the show and the building and things like that. You can kind of get a feel for it, but definitely a missed opportunity there. I didn't pick up anything. I didn't really care for any of the shirts. Yeah, no good shirt designs that make you go, wow, I need to buy this, you know? Right. I, I definitely would have probably picked up like a anniversary poster or something, but they just didn't, I didn't see any for sale. Maybe they were sold out before we got there, but there was only one small table and one guy running it and there were just boxes of t-shirts. So I didn't see any other merch like that. 
Um, so let's see. So, you know, we were kind of waiting and by our seats. We had pretty good seats. We were maybe uh, four or five rows behind the third front, row. th- front of the ring. Yeah, about third, third row, I believe. Yeah, third row. We were in like section C. Yeah. Um, so we weren't like in front of the ring, but, you know, we were kind of a few rows behind it. Yeah. Um, great seats. We can see the whole ring, all the action. Right. Yeah, entrance, mm-hmm. ring, all the action. Uh, the only the only spots we couldn't see were in front of the hard cam. Yeah, so the guys were fighting or posing by the the hard cam area in the front of the ring. We couldn't see it. Um, it was also kind of hard to see the stage entrance when guys were cutting promos during the match on the video package screen because there was like these uh, speakers in the way that made it kind of obstructed the view. Angled down, yeah. But other than that, it was you know good setup, good sound. Um, the noise of the crowd carried well. Um, it was pretty packed show. All the seating, as far as like the seats around the ring, seemed to be sold out. You know, pretty packed. And like I said, there was a lot of general admission people standing around on the outside. So it seemed like it was a pretty successful show, as far as people buying tickets and things like that. Um, we did kind of see, because we were by, you know, closer to the ring. So to the right of us, where we were sitting, was kind of maybe like the backstage area where the wrestlers would go. We kind of saw, was it Jimmy Jacobs? Jimmy Jacobs. Standing there. And Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer came out a bit and was talking to some of the fans. And people came in and took pictures of with Jimmy Jacobs and those guys. And I'm sure they were thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like annoying. Yeah, like they looked annoyed. Yeah. They're not advertised. They're not making a buck off this. Yeah, the fans kind of like just grab their phones yeah. and stuff. That, that would probably annoy me. Yeah. Um, but he seemed cool. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Jacobs is a really creative guy, so... Um, I'm sure he's a great, you know, part of the company. And Tommy Dreamer's been involved in uh, many promotions. Many promotions. He's involved on the show, and I he's probably doing creative stuff and for the company behind the scenes. So those guys were there at the show. Uh, the announcers came out around uh, six twenty-eight p.m. So Don Callis and Josh Matthews came out. They you know walked around the ring, got a pretty good reaction. The fans knew who they were. Some of the guys were in front of us were standing up and cheering for him and. You know, doing that whole thing. Um, Heck, I was excited to see Callis, you know. I've been a fan of his uh, New Japan run commentating, so I was happy to see him. Yeah, Don Callis is, is really, really good. He's, um, he's probably the best announcer, to me at least, you know. Yeah, as far as one of like, a major company. I mean, he blows away like the WWE guys. Yeah. Um, Josh Matthews is just a kind of just kind of a guy. Yeah. Um, I, I watch him on the Impact shows. He's He's just okay. Um, he does the kind of that WWE style of talking because he came up through that company. I don't know, so it's like, you know, over. it's whatever. Um, but you know, they're t- together. They're, they're a decent commentary team. Um, and I think even on the the show, like Don Callis is like portrayed as like he's like a the owner or the head in charge or something mm-hmm. like that, which he is in real life. So, but he also does the announcing. Um, so the first match was a, uh, I guess it was a tape match for their television or some sort of pre-show match. It was a three-way women's match featuring uh, Jordan Grace, Kara Hogan, and Madison Rain. So, um, you know, the crowd was like already super into the show. They were excited to be there um, and the building was really, really good. Good energy. Um, as soon as the match started, you know, they were already hot. Jordan got a great... Texas pop. She's from Texas? Yes, she's from Austin, Texas, but here in Texas, I've noticed, it doesn't matter where you're from, as long as you're from Texas, they'll go nuts for you. 
Right. So so she's she got she came out first, got a good reaction. Um, you know, then Carrie Hogan came out and Madison Rain followed. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of had like a stare down, start out start off the ring. You know, it was a pretty decent match, pretty good. Um, at first it was kind of a slow start with them three in the ring, the mm-hmm. triple threat. They were kind of maybe getting to feel like, okay, who's, what to do and what moves are we going to get into and that kind of thing. A little bit of a hesitation you could see a little bit, but it was okay. Um, kind of early on, Jordan slammed Madison Rain on top of Hogan for a two count, which looked good. You know, she does a lot of these power moves, which is really impressive. Um, and she moves really, really quick in the ring too. She just got that like power and speed type thing, kind of like a Brian Cage or Michael Elgin type thing, which is like these really strong performers and like they can move really quickly too. So um, she definitely has like a lot of potential too. Jordan Grace, as far as becoming like a really big star at some point. I think she's already. I think she's a star. Right? She's already at that yeah. point, yeah. But I mean, just even bigger. Yeah, main um, event. I think she. tonight after that night. I think. We'll be seeing her more main events. Yeah, so she's she's got a really big following already, but I think she's kind of like one of Impact's like people they should like mm-hmm. keep around. Um, yeah, she's definitely in the big five. Yeah, so um, you know, early on in the match, Hogan and Jordan had some time together. They went back and forth. Uh, Madison came back in the ring, and then um, Grace gave a double suplex to both of them, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So she picked up both of them at the same time and kind of just threw them around. Um, you know, Madison kind of went outside the ring. Grace was later on in the match, basically just smashing the crap out of uh, Hogan in the corner with these like clothesline, just crushing her. Because Jordan's kind of this bigger, you know, woman, you know, this powerhouse, and Kara Hogan's kind of this like slimmer mm-hmm. girl. It was a really good visual, like her just like crushing, just her. crushing her. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Um. You know, kind of following some of that, you know, Madison came off the top rope on top of Grace. And then it was um, Hogan and uh, Madison in the ring. You know, Jordan was coming in and out of the ring again. Um, the fans were kind of chanting. Cause she, she was out of the ring a lot while they while Hogan and Rain were kind of mm-hmm. doing their thing. And the fans were like, like, where's Jordan? Because yeah. kind of, it was kind of like delayed. Like, okay, shouldn't she be back in the ring by now? Yeah. They were chanting like, wake up Jordan. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, kind of that problem with the triple threat where you got like two people have to go at it and the one person's got to like act like be they're... Be outside in the ring at hurt, yeah. Hurt or they're... I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it just you, doesn't work sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And you get, the fans are getting kind of like... You know, they weren't like being like jerks about it, just kind of like a funny chant. Um, kind of uh, deeper into the match, uh, Hogan gave a big super kick to Madison for a close two count, which was really nice. Um, Jordan Grace gave a bridge to Hogan for a pin attempt. Um, and then during this, Madison came in the ring and then she picked her up for a German suplex and did it and pin her at the same time, which is a really cool mm-hmm. scene doing like you got, she's got somebody to pin and then she comes and then Madison comes in and gives her a German while she's already pinning this other girl, which is really cool. Really cool. Kind of more like that power move type thing that she does, which is great. Um, a few minutes after that, um, Grace is kind of, they're in the, the top rope. She's kind of hanging on like that. I what is we got to figure out what this move is called. That Del Rio, yeah, Del Rio move, yeah. where they're kind of like she's gonna the opponent's gonna stomp on them from the top rope, and they're hanging. They got their 
basically extended all the way down and they're holding on to keep themselves up. Um, during this, Hogan came in and gave kind of like a neckbreaker type move to, to Grace while she was hanging there. And then um, Madison came down and stomped on her, which was pretty impressive. Um, so up to that point, it was a pretty good match. Um, about maybe a little 10, 11 minutes into the match, um, Jordan Grace actually won with a kind of package pile driver slam type move that she does onto Hogan for the three count. After the match, um, you know, it's Jordan Grace and Madison Rain in the ring. They had some words, um, you know, some tension there. And then as Grace was walking her way to get out of the ring, uh, Madison kind of tacked her from behind, you know, healed up on her, attacked her. Um, and then Hogan came back up and when she got her senses together and was double teaming Grace with Madison Rain. Um, and then after the match, you know, the, the ref had to carry out uh, uh, Grace, help her to the back. So I guess they're building some, some storyline yeah. for that. Um, Did you love the match? Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was decent, good opener, first match. Crowd was really into it. Uh, I think Jordan Grace was the most over. She definitely was like, mm -hmm. yeah, Texas, you know, crowd. Yeah, and I they think her. I think she's just coming up like yeah. as a, somebody that's everybody's into. Yeah, um, she's but got a, you're in, if you're born in Texas, they just you're automatically. So over. you think she had that kind of like that hometown yes. feel to her too? Hometown okay. doesn't matter where you're from. It's always hometown. Okay. Not Texas, yeah. Right, yeah. I didn't realize she was, she was actually from the area, so mm -hmm. that's 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 cool. Um, yeah, she was great. She looked great. Um, they all look pretty good. I don't really know too much about Kara Hogan, but she looked all right. She's on uh, Wow as well. Okay, and then Madison Rain, of course, has been with Impact and you know Ring of Honor and those guys she's for a long time. Yeah, she's she's, she's one of the competed in the May Young Classic recently too. Yeah, so she's kind of a staple of the company. Um, I look pretty. They all look pretty good. So the show started, you know, right away at 7 o'clock for the actual pay-per-view part of the show. Um, they did a recap video on the screen. I'm sure they were showing this on the pay-per-view. Kind of just running down Slammiversary and the history of the company. And at different points of the company's uh, history, you know, early on, um, when they got to the... They had a clip of Hulk Hogan on there. Oh, man. And the, they, so they basically had somebody, uh, you know, doing voiceover work for all these clips. When they showed the... Hogan on the stage during that uh, TNA run in like 2010 when he came in and basically was a focal point of the show. Uh, the crowd in in the at live at Slammiversary this year they just booed they him. They just booed him, yeah. which is kind of funny. So they, you know, these are like the hardcore Impact TNA fans. They hate Hogan. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. He got booed like that. Um, Everybody else was cheered basically except him. Yeah, and the video package is basically like, yeah, you know, Slammiversary, we have a rich history, but now we're looking toward the future and building this, and this is a night you're going to remember because of all the talent on there. We're going to make history. It was kind of like, yeah, we're, we're still using the Slammiversary name. We have all this, maybe some baggage with the TNA name, but we're going forward and building momentum, which they, which they really have this year. I feel like they've done, at least for me, in the past several months I've been watching it, they've been doing a really great job of of building a company. It's the only problem is no one's watching the show. Yeah. That's because they're on the awful network. They're on the awful network. I think they got a lot of just uh, negative things attached to their name. Like, oh, Impact. They're still around. They're, it's like, the whole thing is like, there's going to be like a nuclear war and the only thing that's going to survive <laughs> is cockroaches and, and Impact Wrestling. That's like always the joke. 
Um, but they've been really, really doing a really great job. And, you know, I think that's eventually, I think people are going to start coming around to it. Um, so the first match was a fatal four way match, which they kind of, I think announced over the weekend because it wasn't, um, built up, you know, in the past couple of weeks, which was, uh, TJP taking on three other guys, uh, Jake Christ, Willie Mack, and Trey Miguel, who's a uh, part of the Rascals kind of team, tag team on the show. Um, TJP came out first, got a pretty decent reaction. He recently came back to Impact Wrestling after being gone. Um, I, he was in the WWE and just got I don't know, him. They yeah. they released him or fired him or something. Um, you know, he was on 205 Live uh, after originally winning the cruiserweight uh classic. classic and being the first champion and just kind of faded out after that um i don't know if he's been doing indies since then um, i think he did uh aew yeah and that's only noteworthy the only noteworthy thing i think he's done so he's he's back on you know national platform with with impact um he came out he was kind of had from the last time i seen him he's got a lot more tattoos I mean, yeah. I don't know, did he have those in WWE? Uh, I, th- I don't no, really on remember. On TV, no. But he was he had them while he was in WWE. But on TV, yeah, because two hundred five live, I just never watched. Yeah, so. I don't think he was booked on two hundred five for a long time too. So he's, like I said, he's back with the company's new. He was there before, a while back. He was under the suicide mask, that dumb character they had, which is awful, awful. very awful. With the based on uh, based on the game. Yeah, it was based on some. Was it based on the Impact video game? Yeah, the storyline um, from like two thousand seven or something. Yeah, which was on Xbox three hundred and sixty and PS three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as himself, he's back the last couple of weeks on the show. Um, and then Trey Miguel's coming up as part of the Rascals. He's been more of a focal point of the show. Willie Max, great. Oh man, he got a huge pop when he came out. Yeah, he's super over, super awesome, and Jay Christ is a great heel. Yeah, he's a great heel, Jay Christ. With Sammy like Callahan's him. group. Mm-hmm, OBE. Um so the match started at seven oh six, so they had uh you know the entrances come out. Um kind of back and forth to start. Uh Trey did like a lucha rope run and a flip to TJP, which was really nice. There was a ton of action in this match. Mm-hmm. It was like really hard to follow because he had so many guys going at it it was a fatal four-way but it wasn't a lot of guys like sleeping under the ring or something it was like really back to back action it was really good action so they kind of kept it interesting with the four-way stipulation um willie kind of went after trey a bit uh threw him out of the ring hard smacked him really loudly um willie did a standing moonsault in the ring on tjp which got a huge reaction looks impressive because he's a big dude just like stands up and flips in the air and landed on TJP. Um, Jake Christ got a lot of heat in the match. He was working over TJP. He was getting booed a lot. Um, kind of jarring with the fans a bit. Um, he's really good. Yeah. Um, TJP uh, locked up uh, Jake's legs at one point in a submission. Uh, and then slammed Willie on top of him at one point You know, during that sequence. Which, is which, which looked good. Um, few minutes into the match, all the guys dove out the ring. You know their their moves, splash moves and stuff. All doing high spots. The crowd was super loud, super hot, super into it. Um, Trey got a good reaction. Um, he moves around really, really quickly. You know that kind of that light heavyweight style. Um, 
a little bit later on um tjp was doing a doing a surfboard submission on trey uh jake crawled underneath them to pin uh who's who he pinning tjp 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 and then um willie came out off the top rope and actually stopped on trade during yeah. this. So, yeah, all four guys did the same thing. It was really cool to see that. Um, really creative from Jake to kind of go for the pin with the guys in the submission. And immediately Willie comes off the top rope, stomps on him. And the uh, crowd went crazy for Willie. Yeah, the, it was a great spot. The crowd went nuts. Um, you know, at one point in the corner, they were teasing a um, uh, superplex move as a group of all four guys. Um Jake was getting a lot of heat during the match. He, you know, kicked TJP in the head at one point. Um, kind of took him out for a bit. And right after this, Willie ran at Jake. And then Jake hit a big Samoan drop, which looked good because mm-hmm. he's, like, a smaller guy. And he gets his Willie Mac, who's, like, just huge dude up. Looked really, really good. Um, I would say the match went about 15, 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end, uh, Willie won with a... a you know, big body splash from the top rope on Jake. Um, this is right um, after Jake Christ hit a top rope ace cutter on Trey. Um, so, you know, he hits the ace cutter on, on Trey Miguel, and then following this, while he's still laying down from the move, Willie Mack comes off the top, hits a body splash, and wins a the match. Fro- a frog splash. Frog splash? Yeah, frog, frog splash. splash. Okay. Um, Which was incredible, by the way. Yeah, he Willie Mack's, like, super awesome. Um, he's super cool. Um, definitely like this big dude moves around really, really good. Um, all, this was a really good match. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Especially considering they just kind of put it on the card recently. Yeah. Great um, match opener for the pay-per-view. I don't know, really generally think there was a huge storyline to this match no. as far as the other ones, but great match. It, it was, uh, an open challenge by TJP. Open challenge. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Um, so crowd was really into the match a lot they they loved it it was a really good opener for the pay-per-view set the set a good tone for the show um tjp looked pretty decent you know coming back from his wwe, WWE run. run and um he I mixed th- he mixed in well with these guys yeah he, he kind of did his usual I, I don't know usual this tjp stuff basically his kind of move and match from wwe that same kind of style and movement and kind of charisma to him um, he's all right. You know, I think he's got a lot to prove coming off that cold WWE run where they kind of just regulated him to this show and gave him a goofy character. And, yeah. Um, Something that was artificial that wasn't him. So, I mean, Impact, he's probably got a place to... To, to grow. To grow a bit and maybe put on some great matches. Because yeah. he's really good in the ring. Yeah. Um, I think he just needs like a... Just, he just needs to put it together. Maybe a char- yeah, not but, a, not but, necessarily a character, but, but just... But uh, into... Uh, you know, he was just slapped with that, oh, this guy loves video games character, and it's like... It's not really a character. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's not him. It's like saying this guy likes movies. It's yeah. Like, what, what kind of character yeah. is that? You know, yeah, so it's like, he has a lot to prove, and he just needs to figure it out. He'll grow an impact. I think he'll be good yeah, in He's been wrestling like too. a long time, too, so... Yeah. Um, but he look good. You know, maybe he goes after the X title, maybe he does something, yeah. or... I don't know. That'd be a good, you know... Um, so after this match, they played a video recap of the North, which is Ethan Page and, uh, Josh Alexander. They 
basically just won the tag team titles from LAX, like the, the show before. Yeah, the two days prior. On Friday, Friday's yeah. Impact show, they won the titles from from the Nor- uh, LAX, who were kind of a longer reign of tag team champions there. And, um, you know, after that, following it, they North was cutting a promo in the back with, um, what's her name, Melissa? Yeah, Melissa. Melissa San- was it? Santos? Yeah, something like that. She's a Lucha Underground. She was in a while. She's been an Impact a bit. So she was basically doing all the interviews backstage. The For this one, Ethan Page was talking about basically how nobody should be surprised that they beat LAX and that they were going to prove that they were, you know, still a great tag team. Um, Josh Alexander said some stuff, you know, decent kind of, decent kind of promo to set up the match. Um, first guy's out. Around 7.22 p.m. were the Rascals, which, uh, so the Rascals are, are three, kind of like a Freebird team. They got three guys in it. The first, you know, Trey Miguel is part of that group. Uh, but in this tag match, it was Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. So they were facing um, LAX, who came out after them. Um, Santana and Ortiz. Conan came out. LAX got a really, really good reaction. Good, yeah. Crowd was hot for him. Um, they had the, did they had the lights go off on this one at first and they did the yes kind of, yeah yeah they had like the helicopters you know with the lights you know for the LAX uh, entrance yeah so they they had a really cool entrance Conan was there kind of getting the crowd hyped up and they were hyped for Conan too yeah it was cool but these to guys Conan. but these guys man LAX is really 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 an incredible team so yeah they're really good they don't like kind of like look like your typical like pro wrestler type guy but they're really good in the ring. Um, I think Conan with them is is great too. Um, North came out, you know, they posed with the belts on the stage. They got booed, um, so they got that heat. Ethan Page is really good. He really is. He's really he's really I like good. Him. Um, I'm not. I don't know. Um, you know Alexander that much. Yeah, me either. I don't know. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, I don't know too much. But Ethan Ethan is really good. He's kind of got a goofy look with that wrestler <laughs> yeah. headpiece on. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a good way to get heat, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to take it off. Um, but I like Ethan Page a lot. Um, you know, the North is kind of like a terrible tag team name, though. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Because <laughs> uh, they're both guys from, they're both Canadians. That's the whole the whole, name. whole thing, yeah. But the North is not a good. It's a good, uh, it's a good way to get heat in Texas, though. You put something North, it's automatic, boo. That's how it goes. Yeah, right. but it's a lame team, <laughs> lame team name for a pretty good team. Yeah. Um. But man, that, that name sucks. But yeah. um, so match started around seven twenty-five p.m. Um, like I said, LAX got good reaction. Um, I want to mention too, like when uh, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander came out, they were um, kind of jarring with Conan a bit, you know, by the hard cam when they were posing in the ring. Um, so that was kind of good. You know, Ethan Page has got a lot of charisma. He's yeah. really, he's really good. He blew a kiss. That's <laughs> hurts Conan. Yeah, he gave Conan a little kiss, um, which is great. Um, start the match. Uh, it was LAX and the Rascals. Um, LAX did some double team moves on Zachary Wentz. Um, some type of, some sort of like backbreaker type move looked pretty good. This was another match too. It was a ton of action back and forth. Um, everybody really worked hard in the match. Yeah. A lot of action. Um, kind of kept up the pacing a bit um especially for like a tag team title match i thought it was pretty good um josh alexander did an ankle lock on the uh zachary wentz immediate booze yeah he got really booed a lot um and then they kind of ethan page 
was kind of holding down the ring, which is a cool which thing. He was great. Yeah. He was cutting off guys, getting in the ring like LAX or the Rascal's partner, um, which is kind of cool. A um, uh, few minutes after, you know, into the match, the Rascals did uh, double team moves on Josh Alexander with some kicks. Um, but after that, you know, uh, LAX was going for the pin on Josh Alexander. And uh, Ethan Page threw one of the rascals from the top rope. Which I've never seen before. On top of the guys to break up the pin, which is a really good... Yeah, it was great. It was just like, that's tag team wrestling. You know, if you're in a triple threat tag team match, you grab one of the guys and, you know, you throw them on top of the other. Yeah, it was, it was the they did a lot of good tag team action because, you know, like I said before, Ethan Page cutting off the ring when he's doing the submission. A lot of double team moves LAX. So everybody's like working as a tag team. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm with this guy. I'm doing my singles wrestling. I'm going to yeah. tag somebody in. Yeah. It was they very fluid. A, they had like a, uh, you know, we, we were coming in with a strategy in case this happens, happens scenario. So it came off really good. Yeah, it, it was good. Um, kind of a little bit after that breakup of the pin, um, Josh Alexander did this flipping body slam from the top rope. Uh, on the Rascals, followed by Ethan Page doing a moonsault, which looked fantastic. That yeah, was great. Another good tag team move, Beautiful. like bang, 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 these Beautiful. moves coming out. Um, it looked really great. Crowd was like super into this match, too. So you had like a second match that was really hot. Crowd was super mm-hmm. into it. Um, they did some sort of like injury angle type deal on, uh, I believe it was uh, Santana yeah, of was. LAX. Yes. So he was like on the outside of the ring, and like Conan was, you know, telling Cyrus, you know, hey, he's hurt, you know, and he even threw the X up. Yeah, I don't know if he was attacked or did some sort of dive or something because there was so much action, it was hard to focus yeah, it was on. Hard to follow, yeah. Just one guy, which may, which may hurt, may have hurt it coming across on TV. Um, I know in the building when they started doing this injury bit, it kind of like killed the the vibe. Yeah, you know. and then because um, you know, I don't know if everyone knows, but I think. This was their last match, so this is this was a way to write them off. Okay. Yeah. So. So what? Was it known before going to the show that it was their last match, or was it something that after? Well, there was a report like last week that they were either going to go to WWE or AEW. So. Okay. And which so. Is, which is I don't know why they did the title change on Friday, and you know it's you know instead of this pay per view. Yeah. Um. So they may not even be with the company anymore, but which is too bad because they're pretty good. Um, as far as like an impact type thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that injury thing. Conan went over like to Don Callis by the announce table. He's saying he's hurt. He threw up the X, like that's like legit real injury. Mm-hmm. Um, threw up his X with his arms. Some of the refs and trainers came down to check on him. Um, meanwhile, the match is still going in, around inside and around the ring, so he kind of takes away some of the momentum of the match and just the buzz of it. And um, you're keeping your eyes on, like, what's going on over here? Yeah, I didn't really care for that. I thought it kind of hurt the match a bit. Yeah, it did. Um, and it, it took the crowd out of the match, too. Um, so kind of around this time, Desmond Xavier of the Rascals um, ran from the stage, you know, the Slammiversary entrance stage, on dove over the top rope onto both the North guys, which was, like, fantastic because he kind of just, like, bullet ran mm-hmm. super quick, um, looked impressive. Um, really looked sick. He was like, man, I was like, wow, this guy's just incredible athlete. Incredible, yeah. Um, so about it was about a um, seven, eight minute match, around seven minutes. The North won. 
Um, Ethan Page power bombed um, one of the rascals onto the remaining LAX member Ortiz and got the pin. Um, really a lot of action. It was fast paced. Great match. Like I said, that injury bit or whatever they were doing, it was angle, storyline, whatever. We should have done it after the match. Yeah, it kind of took the the crowd out of the out of the the flow. It took me out of it a bit too. I yeah. was like, ah, yeah, like what's going on? Uh, but other than that, solid tag team wrestling, really great. Um, the for, psychology was great. Yes, for a three way, it wasn't like lame or anything. I think they did a great great job. Um, kind of after the match, the the rascals helped um, Santana up the ramp. Both of the guys that kind of had that solidarity thing. And Conan was helping them get up the ramp too. Um, really good, really good match. I like, I liked it a lot. I like the North. I think they're they're really good team. Yeah, and Ethan Page is really good. Yeah, they they make a incredible, especially that power bomb at the end. They do a lot of good tag team stuff. I just think the names are stupid. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but you know whatever. Um, after this, there was a Sammy Callahan promo on the, the kind of a video package i don't know if he was it wasn't like a backstage type deal it was like i don't know if it was like pre-recorded or something it's, yeah it's a selfie um type promo. he kind of talked about his match going in with tessa blanchard he's kind of mentioned that the keyboard warriors out there they know what's going to happen between him and tessa and that's why they retweet that's why they talk about it and online um he mentioned he put the office in a corner and that their match is the most anticipated, and he wasn't going to leave until he got what he wanted. Um, he says he's actually about equality, mm-hmm. and that's why he's treating Tessa as an equal on his level as far as like a wrestling match goes. Um, pretty good promo. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, Sam McCallan's great. He's, he's really good. Were you hyped for the main event after this was announced? Well, even, even I, I, it was still unclear to me. I thought the main event was still, like, the actual final match of the show. I thought it was going to be the Brian Cage title mm-hmm. match. Um, so I was surprised when they put that, this last, not in a bad way or whatever, just, oh, okay, that's different. Yeah. I wasn't we thought, we that. thought, you know, Brian Cage was legit hurt. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's, there's, he's been kind of, like, he hasn't been on wrestling on TV as far as Brian Cage. And, um, you know, they did that, that storyline on the last, the Impact. two days before Impact where he was, like, Michael attacked. Elgin was attacked, attacked him and stuff. So, like, oh, is he still hurt? Is the match going to be called off? Are they going to do some sort of storyline? Or is the match going to suck? Um, so I was still going into it at this point, the Sammy Callahan promo, thinking that it was going to be part the main event. But I think he said he said some line where it was going to be, like, we're going to be the most, in, we're going to make history or something. Yeah, because it's, uh, I guess, uh, this, this isn't the first intergender main event. It's just that it it was the first intergender main event on pay per view. Okay, um, so I'm sure some wrestling historian would know, like as far as like, well, this company did this and yes, 1977 yeah. Luch- or something. Because Lucha but... Underground, it was Sexy Star versus uh, was it Johnny Impact? I don't know who was a champion. Yeah, they, that's some one of yeah. the seasons they did. She was yeah. like kind of like but the, she main was event. the main event, but it yeah. wasn't on pay per view. So okay. they were saying this was on pay per view. Okay. So they're making history. I didn't see too much of yeah. that that sexy star stuff on the yeah. underground. I don't know if it was good or not, but yeah, um, but that was the main event of that show. Okay. Yeah, but this is on pay per view. That's why it was like this is history here. So right after the uh, Sammy promo, they had a video package for the upcoming um first blood match between killer cross and uh eddie edward just kind of running down the feud um 
you know, pretty good. They had a pretty good video package throughout the show to get you interested in the match, get you the history of it. Like I said, Impact's kind of firing on all cylinders right now. Killer Cross is one of their cornerstones, sort of uh, Impact. He way. he's really good. I know, like Impact, there's always there's always stuff you can nitpick on the show, but generally going into the show, I think they're doing a lot right. Um, so Cross came out first. He kind of had this. Uh, Face paint on, like which, uh, which is he's done in AAA. He does it in AAA. Yeah, it, he kind of looks like he's doing like a for all you like metalheads out there, the King Diamond or like a black metal band. He looks like one of those performer types. He had like white ghost face paint. His kind of goatee area around his mouth was painted black, and then he had like an X on his forehead that was black. And his outfit too, he kind of had like a like a leather type mm-hmm. black jacket. Black so he, he like he was doing his black metal band type thing. Um, I don't know, So, but he, he's done it in New Mexico? He's done it in New Mexico. Okay. Um, looked kind of different. You know, Eddie Edwards came out, um, posed on the stage a bit with the kendo stick. So basically the storyline going into the match, um, if you haven't seen it, is basically Eddie Edwards has, I don't know. So <laughs> there's, there's a lot I'm, I'm missing because I've only started watching, re-watching Impact. Uh, the past couple of months, but I guess there's this long-term storyline where Eddie went from this straight, maybe not straight-laced wrestler, but I, I just remember Eddie Cur- Edwards current from... generation wrestler indie style, pretty much, because he was... He had the tights and everything. Yeah, he, I remember Eddie Edwards from, like, Ring of Honor when he was taking, yeah. teaming with Davey Richards. Um, I don't know if he was a champion in Ring of Honor, but he was, like, one of their top stars, like, several years ago, and he went to TNA, he was doing the same thing. He, they were called, like, the, the Wolves or... Something like the that. American Wolves or something like that. But he had the yeah, he had the tights and all that stuff. Now he's doing like a Tommy Dreamer type Tommy Dreamer slash Raven slash Sandman. Yeah, like ECW type character yeah. where he's got the street fight clothes on and he's got I guess the storyline is yeah. the story like the long term storyline TNA he was just I think he lost his wife or his family or something. something like that. Um maybe Moose betrayed him. Or one of his friends. I wasn't following Impact at that time, so I couldn't. Yeah, so he's lost his friends, his family, he's got nobody, and basically he had this kendo stick that he talked to. And so mainly all his friends are the ECW people. You know? Yeah, like the kendo stick was basically like his, um, you know, his, uh, he put all his psychological problems into the stick. Yeah. And um, in the storyline, you know, several weeks ago, Killer Cross basically because um, they've been feuding for a while he kind of broke the original kendo stick in half and Eddie Edwards had almost had a breakdown and then the Sandman you know from ECW fame um, came out and, and gave Eddie on one of the impacts gave him a saved him during a match from a killer cross beatdown and gave um, Eddie uh, a kendo stick so he's got like kendo stick number two whatever he named it or something <laughs> Um, so Eddie came out with that during the match. Um, it's kind of like a weird character type thing. Like, again, I'm so used to Eddie Edwards being this, like, uh, I mean, he's been doing this character for a while, but it just, like. This has been hard to keep up. You're just kind of, like, missing parts. Yeah, and it, I'm used to, like, the Ring of Honor, Eddie Edwards, or the TNA one, and now he's just this weird character that yeah. talks to a kendo stick. Um, so right away during the match, the match started off. He ran down the entrance ramp, attacked Killer Cross with the kendo stick. Um, they were fighting outside the ring in front of us. Um, great, great stuff there. Um, Eddie went and grabbed a steel chair, um, and and then um, Killer Cross kind of maneuvered out of that. 
He lifted Eddie up, slammed him back first onto the ring apron, which was a sick. Insane. Yeah. It really was this like sick loud thud of this Eddie Edwards body, just like his back, just like snapping on this ring apron. Bones crushed for sure. Um, was really loud. The crowd went was went crazy for that. Um, Killer Cross looks like physically fantastic. Yeah. He looks like a freaking machine. Um, he was like an escaped prisoner. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got he's a good promo too, and his character's been good on the show. But he like physically looks like a he's amazing a pro super wrestler. Jacked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when he picked up Eddie and slammed him, I was like, man, you just you just killed this guy. But it was really really good. Um. Back in the ring, they kind of exchanged suplexes back and forth. Um. After that, Eddie went for a dive on the outside, and then uh. Instead of hitting him, Killer Cross threw a chair at his head. As another Eddie, crazy, yeah, another crazy spot. As Eddie was diving to the rope, you know, hit him with a chair in the head, just just damn near killed this guy. Yeah. Um, you know, first blood match. That's the rules of the match. Yeah. So you're trying to make this guy, this guy's bleed, bleed, and you know, getting hit in the head with a chair. It's a good way to do it. Um, you know, bit about a minute after this, they're still fighting on the outside. Killer Cross slammed Eddie from the apron, standing on the ring apron to the floor, and there was just like this sick thud. Yeah. Um, it was it was really insane. People ate it up, man. Everybody was shocked. So with Eddie doing this kind of like, I don't even know what character he's doing now, but I don't know what the best way to describe it is. He's going to be doing this more like hardcore style. Because that was like the Mick Foley thing. Like, man, I'm taking like these spots. He's taking a lot of bumps, yeah. yeah. Um, Killer Cross went. To, they're still on the outside. Uh, Killer Cross went to hit Eddie with uh, another chair. He missed twice. So the first time he missed, he hit the barricade where the fans were. The second time he missed, he hit the apron, really, really loud with a steel chair noise. Um, Eddie kind of got out of this by throwing another chair at Killer Cross's face. Um, a few minutes after that, um, you know they're. Match is going on. Killer Cross yells at Eddie in the ring. You know, where's your stick? You know, alluding to the kendo stick, um, which is like basically Eddie's whole life at this point. Um, a little bit after that, Killer Cross uh, teased a suplex uh, from the top rope all the way to the ramp, which would have been probably devastating and probably would have yeah. killed this guy. I thought they were actually going to do yeah, it. Because they were doing, they did that good. sick apron bump yeah. and all the steel chair stuff and I thought they were actually going to do it. Um, but Eddie reversed it. He crotched Killer Cross on the top rope. So, you know, he's basically his nuts are just yeah. all over the rope. And then um, kind of kicked him down from there. After that, you know, Eddie finally grabbed the kendo stick Killer Cross fought him off a bit, um, but Eddie got the comeback. And on the outside, uh, he slammed Killer Cross on the floor with like a pedigree type lifting suplex, mm-hmm. which looked nasty. Um, some of Eddie's stuff, like, like live, his running kicks and strikes and it's like very sloppy. I guess it, you're saying. it was kind of sloppy, not as like crisp live. I guess that's part of his uh, character too. I guess ECW style. Yeah, I think he was a little bit more crisp and concise, and like at least from what I remember from like Ring of Honor and the, the TNA run with, um, um, Davey Richards. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. That's something I noticed live seeing him because I actually did see him live in Ring of Honor. I mean, this is going back, but seeing him, I saw him live in Ring of Honor against uh, Christopher Daniels like several years ago when it was like an amazing match. So he's definitely altered his his ring style a bit. Um, Eddie actually, you know, he ended up winning the match. He um, so the whole the, this whole storyline and feud is based around his kendo stick and the psychological aspect of it. Killer Cross is like taunting him in a church during one video promo a couple weeks ago, which is um, great. I really which love is really that. good. You know, kind of trying to push Eddie over the edge, like you got nobody, blah blah blah. Um, I've committed all these sins, and I got a lot to ask for forgiveness for. It's it's basically kind of a good storyline, but it all centers around this kendo stick. So in the match towards the end, the big spot part of it was he. He's hitting him with the kendo stick, but at first he smashed it in half. Um, you know, basically rip, smashed it over his knees. Kendo sticks in two pieces. Um, at first, I thought he smashed the kind of ran up to Eddie and I'm sorry, Eddie ran up to Killer Cross and rubbed the um, kendo stick, the 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 wooden smashed part of it on Killer Cross's forehead to make him bleed. But I guess what actually happened was he shoved it down his throat or something, and yeah. and then um, Killer Cross was coughing up blood, which you know blood is there. That's the whole match. He ended up losing because he's coughing up blood, which is kind of a creative finish. Yeah, violent, um, you know, creative finish. Um, I was gonna ask you, what do you think of his character, like, as a whole? Eddie Edwards. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of just there for me. Um. Because you know now you know you're putting this together. I didn't I didn't follow it from the beginning. He is the embodiment of ECW. He's talking to the candlestick in the <laughs> first one. That's the head of Al Snow. Yeah, and I and I and I think there's there's some sort of storyline where he's like Tommy Dreamer's like because they they've alluded to it in a commentary. Tommy Dreamer's like his good friend and like his like mentor type yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, it's very reminiscent of some old character type i don't know it's it's fine yeah i mean at least it's like a long-term storyline with like it's like evolving yeah um and it's but i like as you were like you know running down the recap of his character i just realized oh my god this is literally embodiment of ecw he is ecw yeah and they're and they're bringing all these old ecw guys on the show anyway but um you know, I like the Eddie Edwards better when he was doing like the the wrestling stuff mm-hmm. from what, from what I remember him. Um, but like I said, at least they're doing like a consistent storyline that's evolving, and it's a long term thing, rather than every other week the storyline changes and or they forget stuff. Yeah, or they just forget it after two weeks and for, like forget about it. So it's a long term thing. What do you think about the match? Match is pretty good. Uh, really good, hard hitting. I love Killer Cross Live. I thought he was, he came across as an incredible wrestler, I thought. Yeah, Killer Cross Live, he has this, like, star presence to him. Yeah. Um, I know, like, he was, I don't know what, if this was, like, rumored or not, he was trying to get out of his impact contract, if that was true or not. Um, but he's definitely, should be going places. I agree. On the bigger this guy, stage. This guy is losing of charisma, just when he yeah. walks in the room. He's got, like, this, this, this star presence to him. He looks great. Pretty good in the ring. Great moveset, yeah. Um, good, good on, good on the promos. Um, so yeah, pretty good match. I liked it a lot. Um, after the match, uh, though, Eddie Edwards licked the broken stick. Yeah. Which was disgusting. Um, but that's part of his character. He just like does gross stuff. Um, Eddie was okay, you know, but it's, he's he's doing a different ring style now. 
Which um, the wrestler should kind of do, I think. Yeah, he's he's doing like a totally different. I mean, he's totally changed his whole yeah. his whole thing there. He's evolved, yeah. Um. But yeah, good match again. Eddie Edwards won with kind of a more creative type finish. And he was great. And it was like I said, it was hard to see from our vantage point because like I I thought he had cut up his forehead with like the edges of the broken kendo stick, but he actually like shoved down shoved his it supposedly shoved it down his throat or whatever and. Killer Cross was coughing up blood. So good, good match, good ending. Um, that that ring apron bump, man, when he oh, smashed yeah. Eddie on that, that was just disgusting. Yeah, holy crap moment. For yeah, sure. that was definitely for sure. Um, so another promo happened on the uh, video screen. There was an interviewer, that's an Impact interviewer. Um, he's in the back. He says Tessa just arrived at the building. She's there all, like, laser-focused. He asked her uh, about the match, and then she kind of just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, the guy was kind of like a dweeb anyway, yeah. so, um, you know, kind of showed her how she's focused. And it was good. Um, following this immediately was a promo from Rob Van Dam. This was... This was interesting. Um, yeah. He got a, RVD got a big uh, pop from the crowd. The fans love Rob Van Dam. Um, yeah, he's awesome. He's a legend. He's, he's yeah, one of the, he's he great. But, um, this promo though, this promo was not good. Um, he must've smoked some pot before the show or something. Cause he, he was just during the promo. He was basically just like rambling. Um, he kind of talked about Moose having his eye on him. Um, talked about how Moose was going to show him the consequences of his actions, but it was really not, um, focus in a way that followed logically he was kind of like stumbling over senses and where you should go next um he says that moose has been watching him trying to get a match with him and then he says that uh he's also been watching moose uh called him a bully um he and he said he was going to back up the moniker of him being mr pay-per-view mm-hmm. but i thought the promo was just hilarious because he was like just rambling you could have gone to the bathroom got a drink and came back yeah. yeah, it was just like all over the place. It was just yes. like it wasn't like focus. It, yeah. it, it yeah. just came across like he was high, but yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows? He probably was. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, not a really good promo. But um, after this, they played a, a video package of the feud between Moose and RVD. Um, Moose came out um, 7:57 p.m. So we're kind of almost an hour into the full show. Uh, some of the crowd were doing his moose arm chant. You know, they did moose. His entrance was incredible. Moose. I thought. Yeah, he had a he had a, like a superstar entrance. Came on in a robe. Lights were out. Lights focused. The lights were out with uh you know a light focused on him. And then when the lights turned back on, he was like in the middle of the ramp. Yeah. Uh, RVD came out. Got a really good reaction. Fans were into him chanting RVD, doing the RVD thumb pose. Oh, um, man, that music. It's still horrible. RVD, RVD's like old TNA, because they're still using the TNA theme song. They did it when he was with the company. Um, the it, lyrics are literally his moves. <laughs> it's it's the worst theme song ever. Um, it's like hilariously bad. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard it, please go look it up on YouTube or something. It's so bad. It's so bad it's good. <laughs> it's it's like TNA bad. Like when TNA was doing like all those crappy shows and yeah. um, TNA was being TNA. It just it just kind of like remember, reminds me of that. It's just like so bad. Um, I really wish they would have like updated his music, yeah. but I don't and I don't know who's like nostalgic for that awful song. Yeah. RVD like TNA theme song where they just couldn't switch it up. Yeah. 
Um, but he still looks like physically great. A um, little bit slower, but still doing all the RVD mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, I really wasn't didn't really care too much about the feud going into it. I know RVD's kind of just came back into the company um, right around WrestleMania weekend. I think he did his first show. Yes, yeah, so um, where that was he, first show, he yeah. teamed with Sabu on that show. Yeah, it was a United We Stand. Yeah, right, right after that he signed. Yeah, it was a uh, the show was called United We Stand, uh, over WrestleMania weekend that they filmed, and he was he teamed with Sabu against uh, the, Lucha the Lucha Brothers, which was really it was a disappointing match. Like that's like a dream match kind of, but then when it comes to reality, it's like yeah, RVD and Sabu are like banged up and old yeah, now. and then the production values on that show. Made the match even worse. Yeah, if you're interested in reading about that United We Stand show, I did do a review of it on my website, timboma.me. Just a, kind of a quick plug. You can kind of read about that and kind of see what we thought about that uh, that pay-per-view. But, um, yeah, when he came out for Slammiversary at uh, Sunday, he got a good reaction. Uh, when the match started, Moose immediately attacked him. Um, bell rang. You know, RVD fought him off. Um... Immediately, RVD kind of dove over the top rope to Moose, so he still kind of got those, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's still really agile, really fast. He's not like an old, I don't know how old he is, kind of being in his 40s, yeah. late yeah. 40s maybe or something. Late 40s probably. So he's, he still looks physically great. Um, on the outside, Moose oh, gave a... 40s, I'm sorry, he's 48. He's, RVD's 48, yeah. so he's he still... He doesn't look 48, though. He doesn't look 48, not in the face, not in the stuff. Um, he basically still looks like... 1997 RVD, RVD yeah, just yeah. a little bit older. Um, so when they're on the outside, Moose gave a big boot to RVD. It looked great. It was very loud. Like I was like, man, he's just killed RVD. Mm-hmm. Um, he teased doing a apron power bomb, but uh, RVD reversed it into a Hurricane Rana, and then he did a flip off the apron onto Moose on the outside. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Crowd was into it. Um, uh, a few, you know, a few minutes into the match, RVD did his, a big kick in the corner to Moose. Uh, Moose is kind of stunned. RVD does his Rob Van Dam taunt. The fans in the crowd do it with him. So that chant's still over. Yeah, everybody, still is. everybody loves doing the the, the thumb thumbs. pointing. Um, uh, a little bit after this, Moose did a drop kick to him perfectly. Uh, it was really loud. Hit him right on point. Uh, Moose is pretty athletic. Yeah. And he's pretty he's agile. Pretty live, I want to say. He's really good live, yeah. Um, he, uh, following this drop kick, he did a running drop kick to RVD in the corner. Uh, got some serious hang time. Got some big air. Looked really good. Uh, threw RVD outside the ring again. And then told the ref to count. You know, for the 10 count to get the kind of uh, count on victory. Uh, at this point, Moose was taking over the match. Um... Kind of dominating a bit. A little bit after this, uh, RVD uh, back body drop Moose over the ropes to the ramp, which looked disgusting. Um, fans chanted, uh, holy, yeah, holy, crap. <laughs> holy, yeah, you know, holy S. And, uh, you know, the chant they always do. Um, amazing happens, yeah. So, yeah, it looked really nasty. Um, about eight minutes into the match, RVD did his cross split moonsault um, from the rope to to uh, Moose. Looked great, you know. So RVD is doing all his his usual moves. 
Um, fans chanted, you still got it, mm-hmm. which is like one of the worst chants ever. Yeah, it is. And it, I think for a guy like RVD, mm-hmm. he's, ne- he's never lost it. Yeah. You know, so it's like a chant like that for him, it doesn't make sense. It's you still got it. I just hate that chant. Yeah. Um, Moose did a, uh, a sit down power bomb by grabbing RVD by the throat from the top rope. Got a really close two count, which looked great. And the fans were like, thought the match was going to be over. Um, really devastating move. Um, towards the end of the match, Moose did a uh, frog splash from the top rope. You know, doing RVD's finisher. He missed it. Um, RVD followed it with a big DDT for a two count. Um, Moose kind of threw off the ref at this, you know, a little bit after this, kind of just as a distraction. With the ref not looking, he gave a low blow to RVD. You know, ref didn't see it, of course. Brought a chair in the ring. Um, ref tried to grab it from him, but uh, RVD ended up hitting his... Uh, Van Daminator. Van Daminator, Van... Van Daminator or Van Terminator? Yeah, Van Terminator is the one from the... Coast to coast. coast. Yeah. So the Van Daminator... Chair to the face, got a two count out of, out of it. Which was incredible live. Yeah, so kind of the last kind of sequences of the match, you know, RVD missed his frog splash. Uh, Moose moved out of the way, and RVD ended up landing on the chair that was Moose brought in the ring and was under Moose while he was laying on the mat. Um, Moose immediately got up, hit a big spear on RVD and won. He's got a great spear, by the way. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, so it was about... Uh, you know, 13, 14 minute match. Um, you know, decent. What did you think about Moose going over RVD? It's whatever. I, I mean, think it's, it was the right call. Yeah. You know? um, Moose is kind of one of their guys. So um, if RVD loses, it's not going to like kill his career. Yeah. Um, like I said, crowd was, was into the match. They really, they really liked RVD. Moose got a lot of heat too. Yeah. They booed him a lot. Um, Moose played that up a bit too. Um, he hits really hard live. Mm-hmm. His kicks, his drop kicks, his strikes, every, everything is like really loud and crisp. Mm-hmm. So he's like really impressive as far as like a live performance aspect. Following this, there was a um, Taya promo in the back. So she is the uh, knockouts, current knockouts champion. Um, I think her full name is what Taya, Taya Valkyrie, or they, yeah. yeah, which goes by mostly Taya and in, in Impact. Um, she says the, the deal with Rosemary, uh, got her nowhere. Um, so basically the gist of that is there's a st- ongoing storyline, which is really good for impact. They have like a lot of like ongoing storylines that actually are coherent. They, they don't change every week. Um, it's kind of like James Mitchell, who's an old TNA, um, character. character yeah. He kind of does this like evil goth uh, not satanic but you know kind of evil you know quote unquote you know whatever uh character um and this is like another long-term storyline with like rosemary and um sue young Young, where like i think even like what's the the girl from AEW now Allie. Yeah. She was in on it. Or, I mean, this, this is like a, I don't know how long this storyline is going for, like a year or two, where they went, to, they were dead, and she has, this, she's brought back to life now, Sue Young, and she she wears like a wedding dress, and Rosemary's like the tr- the the master. I don't know. The, the whole thing is crazy. Um, I think if you've been yeah. watching Impact, 
It would make sense if you. Watch yeah, from the it seems like it's a long term storyline. It's kind of hard to recap all at once. It's a it, it's a long term thing that they actually remember and follow. It seems like, which yeah. is great. Um, but James Mitchell brought in uh, Jessica Havoc, um, who's just like really great um, character. Power, yeah, great powerhouse character. Great powerhouse woman. Um, has a good look. Um, at to kind of like come in and uh, be part of this group and get Rosemary in check and things like that. So I think that the angle was that Rosemary teamed up with or promised uh, Taya that she would protect her and keep her women's title in leading up to the show. But now they're booked for a uh, a monster's ball match for the title. So it's three of James Mitchell's guy women versus, you know, Taya. So Taya's the only one that's like quote-unquote normal. Yeah, and well, every, she, well, it's like Hollywood star. I'm too good for this. You know? Yeah, she's like the the hot star celebrity type thing, and they're all these weird, like, dead, undead, gothic... Yeah, um, characters. Yeah. yeah, you know, evil, quote-unquote, whatever, you know, cheesy. Some of it's a bit cheesy. Like, you're, you're watching the storyline, you're talking about, you were dead, and we brought you back, and you're yeah. supposed to listen to me, and you're supposed to follow me and very borderline uh, i gave you a yeah i gave you a chance and all yeah it's whatever you gotta like suspend your disbelief which you're doing hardcore on this yeah which you're doing anyway but you know whatever at least it's consistent i would say yeah and you know i like rosemary i like havoc um but anyway back to taya's promo like i said she said the rosemary deal got her nowhere she said she's a celebrity you know she shouldn't be in this monsters ball match she had a good line where she said it's like it's like taking the Lamborghini to the Demolition Derby. <laughs> That's a perfect line. Which is a great line. So she's a Lamborghini in this case. Um, uh, she said she'll still be the champion by the end of the match. So good promo. Um, she's really charismatic and really good. Um, they did a video package in the building, you know, running down the match. Uh, James Mitchell came out in all red, in an all-red suit down to the ring during the, during the video package. Um... I think it did, during the video package, he said it's going to be uh, the Monsters Ball match is going to be a tsunami of voluptuous violence. Which, uh, which was true. So that is a, that is a mouthful of a line. Yeah. But, uh, which was true. In the I end. don't know if they could put that on a t-shirt or not, but um, kind of a funny line. But uh, Sue Young came out first. It was kind of like a cool entrance. It was like all red videos and all smoke, and she comes out with... This really, she has a really cool look. I don't really know too much about her, as far yeah, as here. her career and what she's done and stuff. I just kind of know her from this Impact character. Um, Havoc came out next, and Havoc's, you know, basically back in the. I don't know if she was in Impact before, but she's um, yeah, she was right. She was at TNA no at some idea. point. No, no I think idea. she might have been at TNA or Impact at some point. But she's back with the company in the past few weeks. She came out, got a good reaction. Uh, Rosemary got a huge pop when she came out, so she's yeah. really popular. Um, Taya came out last as a champion. Um, she came out like a star, yeah. rock star. Um, has a really, she has a really great presence live. Just kind of has that... Real champion look. Real champion, star power kind of thing going for her. Um, the match started at 8.23 p.m. So this is a Monsters Ball match. Which is like a uh, staple of, of TNA. Oh, I'm sorry, Impact. Impact <laughs> well, TNA. It's legacy, you know. Yeah. Um, it's basically like a hardcore match. Anything goes. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of weapons used. Uh, Abyss was in a lot of them in the company's history. 
Um, uh, I don't know how how many of them they have had had it with the women. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I don't know if they were billing this, this could as have been the, the first. Who knows? I don't know if they were billing this as one of the first ones, but um, nonetheless, this match was one word crazy. Yeah, I I thought this match was fantastic. Um, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, everybody looked awesome in the match. There was a lot of action. Um. You know, you're kind of going into this match with, like, Taya. She's got, like, a totally different character. You know, these three other wrestlers who are so focused on this, like, outer realm being character stuff. So how's it going to work in the match? But they're all really great. It was... The match was very creative. It was really, really good. So, match started. uh, Havoc told Mitchell to get her some weapons, basically yelling at him. He gives her a garbage can... Uh, it's full of toys and weapons and yeah. creative ways to hurt people. And um, all the women start fighting over a staple gun. You know, so that's that's uh, pretty painful. Yeah. Using a staple gun. So uh, Taya's going after Sue Young. Um, she stapled uh, Sue's head a couple times. And then she stapled some sort of, like, poster to her face. Well, hold on. This, was, this reminded me kind of like... Uh Sidebar here. Um, reminded me of like Johnny Cage. You know, he's he's a Hollywood star with a bunch of weirdos that are like killing each other, yeah. looking kind of gothic. Well, Ty did the thing here where she got a post of herself, it was an eight by ten, and stapled it on uh, Sue Young's head. This is something Johnny Cage would do in yeah. a, as a fatality. That's so. a Mortal Kombat yeah. reference yeah. for all you <laughs> non-nerds out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. You know, she's like. Stable to pull a picture yeah. of herself. Yeah, good. Um, Ty had a, like a lot of like good stuff in the match, like really good presence. Um, following this, Havoc was working over Taya. Um, some running kicks done in the corner. Um, Rosemary came off the top rope and drop kicked Havoc, and then started using a cookie sheet on her. Um, Sue Young put a uh, like a dog collar chain. Around Rosemary's neck, <laughs> yeah. and then her neck, and then locked it. So they're kind of locked up together as a sort of connection. Um, about six minutes into the match, Taya brings a ladder into the into the ring. Uh, ladders both Sue Young and uh, Rosemary, so they get taken out. Uh, Taya reverses a slam on Havoc, who then lands on the ladder. Um, they did some kind of like suplex spot after this. Onto the ladder with like cookie sheets. So there's cookie sheets placed on the the ladder. The ladder that's in the center of the ring. Havoc was laying on it. Um, they're kind of so. Taya's like hanging from the top, like by her legs, and her head's near the uh, the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sue and and um, Rosemary at the top. Um, Taya kind of lifts herself up. And helps Rosemary slam Sue uh, onto the the cookie sheet uh, ladder, which was it really looked impressive mm-hmm. live. Um, I I don't think I've seen something like that before. Um, kind of following this a bit, Havoc ran into a chair placed between the middle turnbuckle. You know, kind of got taken out like that. Uh, Rosemary goes outside the ring, comes back in the ring with a bag. We all know what's into the bag. Um, it's tax. Yeah. So she pours a tax in the corner by the ring apron. Um, big bag of tax. 
it, they followed this with like a really nasty uh, move, like tie a curb stomp Rosemary into the tax. That was I was like, crazy. I was like, I was like, holy crap! Um, which is which is awesome. Crowd really reacted for that. So th- I mean, these women were like going like they were going all out. They were, going all they out weren't like holding back at all. They um, wanted this match to be remembered, and I think it, they did a good job. Yeah, for sure. Um, another kind of following this a bit, Sue Young. I guess her thing is like she shoots mist out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she miss mists James uh, Mitchell on the apron instead of Havoc, uh, who moved out of the way, and then you know James Mitchell's behind her, gets hit in the face with the mist. Um, on the outside. Uh, Ty is on the on the apron, picks up Rosemary, slams her through a table on the outside, which mm-hmm. looked absolutely sick. Um, and kind of towards the end of the match, at this point, um, Havoc uh, was uh, on the top, which on the top or kind of on the turnbuckle area. She's in, yeah, middle rope, middle top rope. rope. She's got uh, Sue in a pile driver position. Gives her a pile driver from the top rope to the thumbtacks in that corner. The oh thumbtacks in that yeah. corner. That was a crazy spot. Absolutely wild. Looked disgusting. Yeah. Crowd was going crazy. Um, really reacted big to that. She went for the pin. Um, before she can get the victory, Taya's back in the ring. Throws a chair in her face. Takes out Havoc and then steals the match. Gets a three count by pinning Sue. And then she retains the knockouts uh, title based on that. So great ending sequence. Yeah. Very delivered. Very very good match. Um, I actually love this match. I thought it was great. Delivered on the violence, the athleticism of all the women. Um, Very fun match. A lot of sick spots. Um, They all look great. They all worked really hard and um, they put a lot into it. Um, I think kind of elevated the the feud a bit and. you're like, man, these guys, this is really killer stuff. Yeah. Um, really great match. Yeah. Really awesome. Um, Impact has a great women's division. Yeah, they do. And, and Ty is a great champion. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of was maybe ragging a bit on this this group with James Mitchell and the storyline, but they're, it's... They're great. They're live. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really... They're characters, and it comes across well live. Um, I really liked Havoc. You know, she's back with the promotion. I thought she she looked great. Um, Sue Young was great. Yeah. Despite me not knowing too much about her, she really stuck out to me in the match. Yeah, but that ending with the pile driver on the tax just from the top, <laughs> and then Taya kind of just throwing the chair in her face. I mean, it was great. It was it was really good. Um, so kind of Taya posed after it, had some words for James Mitchell, and then um, you know kind of went on the ramp and did her thing. She's really really good. Really good. Um, really comes across as a big time star. And, uh, yeah, like we said, great match. Um, definitely worth watching. And this whole show was really awesome at this point. Yeah. Um, Just this match alone is, like, worth, you know, the purchase, in my opinion. I think it's worth checking out for sure. Yeah, yeah they really did a great job. Um, so the next match was uh, Rich Swan versus Johnny Impact for over the X Division title. And Rich Swan is, the, you know, going into the match was the current champion. X Division champion. Um, they played a video package, you know, about the match going into it. Uh, after that, Swan's cutting a promo in the back. He says Johnny is one of the best in Impact. He says, uh, personally, it's talking about himself, Rich Swan. He says it's his biggest match 
in Impact, in his time in Impact. Um, Johnny kind of ends in the back and he interrupts him. He says this, he's about to take control. He kind of did this whole rhyme thing for the promo. It was kind of weird. Um, I thought it was kind of lame, actually. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it sucked. To put it mildly, it kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, he says him and uh, uh, Rich Swan's whole thing is that he all night long, Rich Swan, is part of his theme music. Um, he dances, parties all night long. Just lame. So, um, well, it's Rich Swan. It's, it's whatever, you know. Well, I mean, there's some people that can... Uh, good outside of WWE, this is one of those cases. I think for for what for who? Like y'all, you know, this guy, like you know how when people get out of WWE, like oh, you know their character would be good. It's outside of WWE. This is not one of those cases. For I for think. Swan, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically doing the same type thing. Um, he's you know good solid in the ring. Um, but his that's his whole thing is on light long. So Johnny, after he's doing this rhyming promo, he says him and um, uh, Johnny Bravo, who's his manager, and Ty are gonna party on night long. Uh, Swan responds by saying in a few minutes they won't be laughing anymore. He's going to send him back to Slamtown, and he's going to be the one that parties. So eh, it's kind of a whatever promo back and forth. Um, you know. Just that, interview backstage tag. Yeah, the, the rhyming thing didn't really work yeah. for me. I didn't think it was that good. I like Johnny Impact a lot, um, but I, I just didn't really care for this. Yeah, this match was uh, kind of cold for me. Yeah, so it started off, um, the actual match started cold a bit. Um, it did pick up towards the end. I thought it got mm -hmm. pretty good at the end. Um, Johnny Impact came out first. Swan came out next as a champion, danced around a lot, posed with the crowd in the ring. Everyone's dancing, cheering for him. Uh, match started at 8.43 p.m., so we're kind of really deep into the show. Starts off with uh, Let's Go Swan chants from the crowd. So the crowd really did like Rich Swan a lot. Um, during the match, uh, Johnny Bravo, like we said, who is the Johnny Impact's like manager, um, he's kind of jarring with the fans in the front row. Kind of tells them, I don't know if they caught this on TV. I doubt it, because it's like kind of not like PG or whatever. But he's like basically telling insults to the fans about banging their mom. Oh uh, really? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> he was pretty funny. Um, he kind of like said some lines about like, oh, that's what your father said after I banged your mom or something. And the crowd was like, "Oh, I, I don't, I doubt they got this on TV because you know he's not really." Yeah. Well, they're not PG itself, but yeah. But yeah, it was, you know, I, he yeah. was basically did it a couple times about yeah, making trying to get booed, basically trying to get booed about making fun of the fans for like banging their moms. Um, the match did start a bit slow. I think I know you went to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, you didn't miss anything by the time you got back. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Uh, it started really slow. Johnny was sent to the outside. He took some time to get back in. Uh, ref tried to go after Johnny on the outside. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Swan tried to st go after Johnny on the outside, but the ref stopped him. Um, Johnny went back out of the ring again after getting drop kicked. Um, so there was a little bit, a lot, a lot, a lot of that stuff. You know, Johnny on the outside, the refs for some reason stopping Swan from doing a dive. I don't understand why. From you like know, doing everybody's a, been doing dives. Yeah, the the whole show people are doing dives out the ring, but for some reason this man in an X division match. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make the ref is stopping Swan from doing dives out the ring. I don't know, maybe he was whatever. He probably had enough the ref, who knows? I, I don't know what was going on with that. It didn't make sense to me. Um So the first few minutes was like that. A lot of just just slow, kinda cold. Um, um 
about four or five minutes in, Johnny Impact crotches Swan on the on the ropes, and he kind of pulls him across of it, which um, I don't think Swan's having children anytime soon after that. <laughs> um, Johnny, while he's uh, while Swan's still kind of on the rope, crotched on there, Johnny jumps off uh, the opposite rope, drop kicks him down. Really impressive move. Uh, they kind of fight outside a bit. They go back in the ring. Johnny sends him out again. Kind of throws him out pretty hard. There's a loud thud. So he hit pretty hard. Um, Johnny put a sleeper on uh, put a sleeper on Swan in the ring. Uh, Swan kind of made a big comeback with a big jumping DDT, which looked uh, pretty impressive. He hits a super kick. Um, ran from the corner. Uh, flipped several times in the air and then landed on Johnny for a two count, which is pretty impressive. So he's he's really athletic. He's really good. Swan. Yeah, he's good live. Uh, you know, well, not in the beginning. I was in the bathroom, but by the time I came back, you know, I thought he did really, really good. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, about uh, eight minutes in, uh, Swan flipped over the ropes to Johnny on the outside. Uh, a few minutes after that, um, Johnny has. Uh, Swan in like a razor's edge stance, and then he kind of spinned him around into a slam for a two count, which looked really good. Um, following that, uh, Johnny jumps uh, from the top rope to the middle of the ring, and Swan uppercuts him, kind of reverses it, which looked good. Um, after that, they're kind of on the top rope fighting each other. They both fall to the floor, reps counting for the count out. Uh, Swan gets back in the ring at at nine. Johnny was back in at seven, so they tease kind of Swan not making it back in. Um, about thirteen minutes into the match, uh, Johnny hits a huge Spanish fly from the top rope onto Swan, and then as soon as they land, Johnny picks him up immediately and does a standing. Spanish fly for a two count. This would look really awesome. Yeah. So kind of towards the end of the match, it started getting a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Um, what the exhibition is all about. Yeah, Basically. it became more of an exhibition type match. But, you know, at first it was really slow. Yeah. Um, but that Spanish fly, double Spanish fly move, that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, after A little bit after that, Swan dived on Bravo to the outside. Johnny followed this but missed the dive. Um, Johnny, kind of back in the ring, Johnny hit his, uh, I forgot what they call it, Starship. Yeah, Starship. Starship something, his little flip dive and the finisher splash in the corner, which is really, really great. Yeah. Looks amazing. It's a great live. Yeah. Uh, I got a two count only. Um. Starship Pain? I think it's just called. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, he might have a different name for it in Impact. Um. So at the end of the match, uh, Swan is giving a flurry of kicks to Johnny Impact. Um, following these kicks, he immediately hits two off the rope uh, ace cutters. So jumps from the rope, hits an ace cutter, jumps again from the rope, hits another ace cutter, then a 450 splash from the top rope, and Swan won the match. Which is cool. Yep, Swan wins to retain the X Division title. Uh, pretty good match, you know. Um, I was kind of worried at first because like they started off really bad. I was like, "This is this is boring." 
Yeah. Um, too much on the outside waiting around, and then the refs kind of stopping Johnny, I mean, stopping Swan from doing moves was kind of confusing to me. So for a pay-per-view match uh, for the exhibition title, you think uh, this holds up to the rich history of uh, exhibition stars? Well, I mean, the exhibition stuff has always been kind of throwaway. Yeah. I mean, they, the company, like, I mean, this is what they used to do. They used to put it over as, like, a major part of the company. But it's always been, like, a throwaway opening match type mm -hmm. thing. Um, sometimes they take it seriously. Sometimes they don't. Um, so it's been always, it's always been whatever. Um, but a pretty good match, I mm -hmm. would say. Um, I just think that uh, Swan is a new character, that's all. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, too, because the X Division is, like, supposed to be that type of move, but type of match with like the crazy dives and the fast pace but not everybody's doing that style yeah this uh i guess this division really it's kind of like a 205 you got seth Rollins doing uh you know dives outside and then you got it on 205 live it doesn't really mean that much so yeah it's that. it's kind of the wrestling's evolved since they've kind of brought the title in but you know um a lot of guys are doing this stuff so I don't know if it's... I mean, the next match, how many times have we saw, you know? Yeah, so I don't know if this is more of, like, an undercard type thing or it's evolved and changed, but um, pretty good match. Um, I think Johnny Impact's contract's also up as well. Yeah, I think this is... Not, well, I... I, I don't know, his wife's there, so he might stick around. Yeah, so he's, he's you know, he's married to, to Taya, um, so I don't know if he's going to stay with the company, but especially right now, he doesn't have a contract, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah, he's he's good. Both guys are really good. Yeah. Um, good match. So after this match, um, nine o'clock, Elgin's cutting a promo on the screen. Uh, basically says he's a man of his word. Uh, he came into Impact, saying he was going to hurt people, send him to the hospital. That's exactly what he's been doing. Mm -hmm. um, he tells Brian Cage, "You're in the machine, but you keep on breaking down," which is a great down, a uh, great line. I'm sorry. He says, uh, I sent you to the hospital three times. Three is going to be uh, a familiar number to you because that's how I'm going to win the match. You know, three count pin, which is another great line. Um, he kind of says, you're no machine, but I am unbreakable. So pretty good promo. I like the promo a lot. The promo was really good. It was a good promo. Main event promo, by the way. Yeah, it made you kind of really hyped to see the match. Um, he, had, he had some really good good lines about that. I like that machine line about he's you're the machine, but you're always breaking down. Yeah. That was a good line. So they did another video package for this, kind of running down the match between the two. Uh, this has been a really good feud, like we talked about earlier. I, I think it's a, been a great um, a feud. feud. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you know, usually heavyweight divisions draw, and this is a classic heavyweight match. It's a big-time heavyweight match. So Elgin comes out first as a challenger. Um, Cage comes out next. He looks, he looks absolutely jacked. Looks freaking both huge. Both these guys, yeah. Yeah, both these guys are massive, but Cage just looks like a freak. Yeah. Um, just massively jacked. Um, match started at 9.06 p.m. So, you know, again, this is a semi-main event. So the main event was actually the intergender match between Tessa and Sammy Callahan. Mm -hmm. I actually thought this was going to be the main event. So I was kind of surprised it was still going on at this time. Yeah, at this point, we still thought that Cage was hurt. Yeah. But the way he worked this whole match, <laughs> you know, it didn't come across that he was hurt whatsoever. So this was a very stiff hard-hitting, big-time, yeah, very reminiscent of a Japanese-style match. If you've seen Michael Elgin's work in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was there for several years. It, it's very in that vein. Um, 
Very, very awesome match. Like I said, this is one of this is probably my second favorite match of the weekend behind Okada and Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Um, really, really strong match. Um, again, that stiff, hard hitting Japanese style match. Two guy, two big guys hitting each other hard, doing big power moves, but also doing a lot of agile. Yeah. Um, athletic type moves, you know, with dives and and just quick. Offense and, and two, just seeing that live in person, seeing these two, you know, big muscle men flying across the ring. Man, there's nothing like a sight like that. Yeah, so you know, if Cage is still hurt. You wouldn't know it because he's he did all his stuff and he looked really impressive. Um, they kind of exchanged power strikes to start the match. You know, punches, uh, hitting each other real hard. Uh, Cage striking Elgin Elgin in the corner. Uh, with hard clotheslines, just walloping him. A um, few minutes into the match, Cage jumps over the rope, um, dives over the rope, lands on his feet, but took out El Elgin. So very impressive. Again, a big guy like his size, um, diving over the top rope and taking a guy out and landing on his feet. Really impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, during the match, the fans just kind of like just crapped on Elgin. Um, yeah. A lot of like uh, go back to Japan, go back to Canada, uh, Texas, hates you. Yeah, he's got. I, I think he's got like this weird, um, like the the fans kind of like don't like this guy. He, he's had some like weird controversy as far as like I I don't know all the details, but as far as like maybe some sort of like sexual harassment or. Some Just allegations, you know. Allegations. I think yeah. he had some sort of lawsuit or yeah. court case against him. I mean, they were saying you can't wrestle, which is that's not true. This guy could wrestle, you know. So I think a lot of that stuff from his personal life is still seeping into his kind of yeah. wrestling um, character and things like that. But they're chanting like you can't wrestle at the guy. Just it's ridiculous. it's it's stupid. I mean, the guy is a really great wrestler. Um, if you watch any of his stuff in Japan, you would, you know, it's really obvious. Which they are aware of because they're like, go back to Japan. Yeah. Um, so it's not really chance that you chant at a guy because like, you hate him. It's like you're chanting at the stuff because he's got like... Allegations against him. I don't like you as a person. <laughs> yeah. As a real person, that's your yeah. wrestling persona. Um, and I don't, again, I don't know all the details of that, what, what the deal is, but I know that's kind of like this cloud over the guy. Um, it's followed him over here to to the U.S. So yeah, and I know like even when like Impact signed him, it's like why are you bringing in this guy? He's got all this stuff going mm -hmm. against him. Um, so I I think there's this definitely a um, black cloud on him, a black cloud over him because of his personal stuff. Where you know what happened, um, going against him. But you know in the ring, the guy's awesome. Um, yeah, you can't deny that. So after kind of uh, Cage did this dive with a rope, um, they're back in the ring. Elgin hits a big superplex onto Cage. Um, before this, he kind of did this super running fast move, clothesline moves into the corner. Mm -hmm. Kind of these big time lariats, yeah. Lariats, like, man, the guy was just really impressive. Um, Elgin took over the match from this point on. Uh, they're on the outside. He slams Cage into the guardrail, and then slams him onto the ring apron, which is another sick, yeah, um, kind of thud noise. This big dude just getting slammed like that. Uh, back in the ring, Elgin missed a top rope flip, um, but kind of 
recuperates and gives Cage this nasty backbreaker onto his knee. Um, again, he's lifting up this like three hundred some pound dude, like like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, both guys are doing that actually because they're they're both big heavyweight guys. Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla. <laughs> and they're yeah, they're just throwing each other around like like nothing. They're just totally super jack strong guys. Um, about seven minutes into the match, uh, Cage did this kick off the rope. And then Elgin's in like the six one nine position, and then uh, Cage hits the six one nine for a two count, which is incredible live. Very, seen, very impressive. Seen a big man do that? Yeah, he's he's out there like Rey Mysterio when he's like three hundred fifty pounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, crowd was like super into the match, um, right from the start. You know, they were like really hot for it. Mm-hmm. All the moves, all the action. Everyone's they understood like, that this was a big mega feud, and this was the you know. Yeah, the the match came across like a a big time heavyweight title match, really important, like a, an important match, and the crowd was like super hot. Like, again, there's a few, maybe a few thousand people in there. Everyone's in the match. It was a good atmosphere. Um, kind of after the six one nine type move, the crowd's clapping, uh, in the vein of the Terminator, uh, song. Because that's kind of Cage's part of his character. He does like the Terminator. Yeah, the machine. Yeah, the machine, basically. Um, after Cage got a two count, they're, they're doing that clapping. Um, going into the match, uh, Elgin uh, deadlifts Cage for a powerbomb. It's like straight lifted him up and slammed him down, which is super impressive. He's strong. Um, a little bit after that, um, he hits a big lariat. And then a uh, Razor's Edge uh, sit-down powerbomb for a two-count on Cage. Again, he's got this guy lifted up over his shoulders, slams him down in the powerbomb position. Really impressive. Really impressive. Uh, a little bit after this, Cage comes back. Um, but Elgin gives him a buckle bomb and then hits him back with a lariat. Uh, following this, the, the, the fans start chanting, this is impact. Yeah, which is good. Which is good because you got the fans actually into the promotion and what you're offering. Yeah. Um, and not not no TNA, not no TNA. Just this is Impact. Yeah, not TNA, TNA, TNA was this is Impact chance. Um, a little bit following this, a few minutes afterwards, kind of this really Japanese style sequence. They're super kicking each other. They're kicking, just basically not selling anything, mm-hmm. just striking each other, doing the hard hits. Um, a little bit after this, Cage reverses a power bomb attempt into a Canadian destroyer. Yeah. Which Just looked crazy. Looked absolutely sick. The fans are chanting, you know, holy SHIT, mm-hmm. going absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, just to see this this big dude hit that Canadian destroyer like that from, it was amazing. After reversing a powerbomb attempt <laughs> into a Canadian destroyer, was awesome. Um, I was uh, so into this into the match at this point. Yeah, I was really into it too. I thought it was just absolutely great because it did come across like I mean. I know we were saying, you know, New Japan, but man, it really felt like a New Japan match, actually. Yeah, but, you know, with the impact style yeah. of the, the the two guys, it wasn't like, yeah, we're just ripping off New Japan. It mm-hmm. was like their own style of doing mm-hmm. it. Um, following that reverse Canadian Destroyer, um, Cage hit a powerbomb, and then basically FU onto Elgin for a two count. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans start chanting, fight forever. You know, fight forever chance. Um, so they love this match. Um, about 15 minutes into the match, yeah, it's about a 15 minute match. Cage got the win. 
Uh, he uh, reversed a slam attempt by Elgin into a backside pin for the three count. Uh, a little bit before this, there was... It actually looked like before this that, that uh, Elgin was going to win the match because Cage is kind of in the center of the ring uh, laying there. Um, Cage is giving him stiff kicks to the back into the head mm-hmm. and then elbowed the back of Cage's head really hard. Uh, then gave him a buckle bomb and it looked like Cage was going to lose, but he reversed uh, another slam attempt into a backside pin. Um, so after the match, they kind of did this uh, little bit of angle. Um, Elgin got some heat on him, uh, grabbed the title belt, hit him with it, took him out. Mm-hmm. Elgin goes to the outside. He takes Don Callis from the ring announcer position you know, by the table and um, throws him in the ring. Looks like he's going to kill the guy. And then a masked man who looked uh, very suspiciously like a former ECW and WWE star named Rhino uh, ran into the ring, perched in the corner, uh, kind of pumped himself up, up and down like uh, a man named Rhino used to do. Yeah, this was not CM Punk. This is definitely not CM Punk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then did a gore before he could uh, attack, before Elgin could attack Callus. Um, yeah, the story here apparently is that Rhino is still actually contracted to WWE till I believe July 17th, but I guess WWE didn't mind him wearing a mask and appearing on paper. They just don't even care about this guy anymore. Care. Yeah. I guess because he didn't wear mayor, they didn't care. So he did all the Rhino taunts, the Rhino moves, and I guess we're supposed to be surprised who this masked man is. Yeah. Then uh, after following this, he ran out through the ring. Through the crowd, crowd was like super hot to this for this. They're like looking all over, like just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually kind of funny because the the seats near to us, um, yeah. Rhino was like right next to us. Like, it was like, I was like, hey dude, check that out. It was like some guy just like perched right there. <laughs> mask, yeah. yeah, I was like, who is that? And it was like Rhino because he ran in immediately after us. He was kind of like right next to the row to us, waiting yeah. off camera to get into the ring. Um, it was a very stiff match, very J- Japanese style stiff. Heavyweight title match, two big guys really going at it. Fantastic match. Crowd was super into it. Hot crowd. Um, their hits sounded loud and hard. Um, I really love this match. I thought yeah, it was great. This was my third third time seeing uh, Brian Cage live, and uh, each time I've seen him, it's been always I've been more and more impressed by him. Just his presence alone is just like a ticket to go see this guy because he's like really larger than life. But seeing him perform in that ring. You're just like this guy's such a star. Yeah, he should be making a lot of money. Yeah, he's, he really he's a should. he's a big time star. Yeah. Um, just the way he moves, like he's it's he's got this look. He's like agile. He's strong. Does the power stuff. Um, I don't know about like Rhino feuding with Elgin. It's, it's like whatever. Are we sure it's Rhino? No. Yeah, it's like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like the impact's kind of bringing in too many of these ECW guys. They had Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, RVD, now Rhino. Yeah, um, I guess, uh, I mean, I didn't put Sandman in a match, but I know what you mean. I don't know, last time I saw Rhino perform. Eh. Yeah, he was been doing, like, the team with, like, Heath Slater and stuff, and mm-hmm. hasn't done anything, so I don't know. It's like another WWE guy that hasn't done anything. Yeah. I don't know if you really want to rely on that. Um, then Elgin's coming into the company, you're pushing him as this main guy, he's taking all these people, his whole storyline is he sends people to the hospital, he had this hot view with... Brian Cage, and then you're got right. this Rhino type thing. Yeah, regulated to Rhino. And then 
Guess you go far. And then they really need to do a rematch because he kind of won with the the pin, the backslide reversal pin. So it wasn't like, yeah, we could have a rematch Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like. It was it was like a you caught me at that moment. Yeah, not not like a a, a BS finish, but it was like yeah, we could have I could have won this match. Yeah, he just caught me in that one second. Yeah. And then he took him out with the title belt, so I feel like they could do another match. But I don't know about the Rhino stuff. Um, it's whatever. Um, not what I would do. Like not really like something I'm interested in seeing. I'm more interested in seeing Brian Cage and Elgin go at it again. I'm not interested in seeing Rhino on. 2019. Yeah, I'm not interested in that at all. Um, but again, let's see what they do with it because yeah, we know. can't judge until the final result. Yeah. So uh, they did a video package in the building um, for their Bond for Glory event, which is basically like I said, their WrestleMania, their big pay per view of the year. Um, they revealed that it's going to take place in Chicago. So I'm actually was visiting from Chicago. I actually live there. Uh, came to Texas for specifically for these wrestling shows that happened that weekend. Uh, I don't know where they're going to run this Bound for Glory because there's no way they can run an All-State Arena and sell it out. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Um, unless they're saying it's Chicago, but it's really like a suburb. Um, kind of like MLW does where they say, you know, Major League Wrestling says, they yeah, we're running Chicago and they're running in a suburb called Cicero. Yeah, Cicero. In a small gym that holds maybe like 2,000 people. Or AEW whenever they announce for the Sears Center. It's not... Yeah, where a, you know, all the wrestling said they're, they sold out Chicago, but they actually did it in, I think it's like Hoffman Estate or something. It's not even anywhere near Chicago. I, I just absolutely hate when people do that. I like, oh, like, this is in Chicago. Yeah. And it's like nowhere near. Or I live in Chicago and it's like, no, you don't, dude. You live in like Schaumburg. Yeah. It's like an hour away. Um, so I don't know where Bonk for Glory is going to do it. I'm just, just thinking of different places. Um, are you going to attend? Yeah, I'm going to go for sure. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out. Um, I believe it's in what, October? Yes, it's October. When they do their show. Yeah. Um, Usually it takes place in October. They're, they're kind of in this weird thing where they can't sell it like a 10,000 seat building, but if they do like 2000, it's too small. Um, so I, I'm, they gotta be careful with that, you know, <laughs> I mean, too big to be small, too small to be big kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, they really have a problem with like, no one's watching these shows Yeah, and they have a problem with people. I don't know how like ordering the pay-per-views and stuff. Like the product is awesome. Now, um, do you think this show would have done well if New Japan wasn't in town? Um, I think it's, it's helped by New Japan. I think New Japan being there. People really are more interested, it, right? yeah. I think that you I thought piggyback so too. on it, because um, I, I, of course, like we saw some people like that were at the New Japan show were there. Yeah, there was VIP. people wearing, there was people wearing New Japan merch mm-hmm. at the show, so I think it helps them. Going back to the Chicago thing, I don't know where they're gonna run, because there's not exactly like, oh, here's a four thousand seat building, in the Chicago area. Um, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything. There's there's like seven thousand, eight thousand seaters. How how many could fit in the United Center? I think United Center is like between ten and fourteen. Ten and fourteen. That's I don't know. Um, That's another one. And the the place that MLW runs, Cicero Stadium. It's not really a stadium. It's like yeah. <laughs> um, they just call that. It's a nice area. You can cram a lot of people in there. But again, it's like maybe like two thousand people. Yeah. So maybe that's what they do. I don't know. That's but, the best bet. I um, think they should go with that. I, I don't know where they're going to run, but I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out because I like, I like the, the product so far, and they've, they put on good matches. 
But they didn't they didn't announce a building so uh, at the show at uh, Slammiversary. They just said it's going to be in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not even Which, a ticket. And uh, they haven't been in a, no no ticket prices no one on sale. They haven't been in the Impact TNA whatever hasn't been in the Chicago area since they um, went on. Remember when they went on tour when like Eric Bischoff was there? I think they run Bomb for Glory. Was it Bonfer? Because I know they were doing yeah. like t- they doing like TV tapings there. Yeah. Was that after bon- Bonfer Glory? I think no. I that hadn't been Bonfer Glory. I mean, this is going I remember, way back. I remember Samoa Joe was there. I just know that. Yeah, I know that they when during the Eric Bischoff run with Hogan when they were touring, they did TV tapings at Hoffman Estates. Mm-hmm. I think at this um, maybe the Sears Center or some building out there. Um, but they haven't been in the Chicago area very for like long a long time. I th- just off the top of my head, like I think a long, very long time. Because Dallas for them literally was that Slammiversary mm-hmm. um, from a couple years back. They hadn't been in Dallas in a long time, so this was their first time back. So I think um, you know MLW sells out Chicago, the Chicago area. They have a good um, chance. I mean, this type of independent—it's not really independent company, but this alternative company the wwe there's these companies are making money now um they're pop they're hot so maybe i i hope they do they're able to get a good building i mean i know chicago right now is wrestling capital yeah it's up there elite because yeah. they're running um you know all out mm-hmm. wfg and yeah. you know now i heard survivor series is going to be held in chicago so you know yeah unless and, unless spot. like impact gets this like weird building and like converts it into like a, a wrestling area or something or i don't know what they're gonna do um like like it's kind of like this gillies dallas yeah type place where it's like a bar where they have concerts and stuff but they did like a wrestling House show Blues, yeah um so after all this the video package for the bomb for glory announcement they did a uh, a video another video package for the uh tessa that. blanchard callahan feud um and then uh, Sammy Callahan came out first. He came out with his uh, Ohio guy. He was on his uh, shoulders a bit, and he came down. He came out with a baseball bat, did his thumbs up, thumbs down pose. Um, Tessa came out next. She came out for a second. Then she went to the back, came back out with a big baseball bat, uh, a lot bigger than... Sammy had this uh, kind of like blackish metal bat. She had like maybe more of like a wooden one. No, it was gold. Was it gold? Okay. With a magnum on it. Okay, my my eyes are terrible, so I thought it was like a wooden baseball bat. And Tessa came out. She looked like a star. Yeah, Tessa came out like, like main event. Like this is like million dollar. You know. Yeah, she looked awesome. Look. Um, start of the match. The bell rang nine thirty two, p.m. Uh, yeah, loud Tessa chance to start the match. Uh, also loud uh, Tessa's gonna kill you chance so the crowd was like super into the match you know it was good because like it was following that hot main event uh, title match for between Kate with Cage and Elgin and you think like oh man the crowd's gonna be tired or or low energy but they were they kept up the energy so that's that's good um, early on Tessa gained control um, kind of did some dives to the ropes to the outside on Callahan three times in a row dove through the middle rope on uh, Third time, though, Callahan caught her, slammed her in the rail, and then kept slamming her into the guardrail. So, like, this is like an intergender match, but he wasn't going, like, soft, like, oh, you're a woman, I'm not going to hit you. Like, he was doing, like, the same moves he would do to a man. Yeah. Um, which kind of maybe, I don't know, more legitimized it. I know, which... there's, I know there's, like, an argument, too, like, 
oh, like she's a woman. There's no way that she could be able to take all these moves. This is fake garbage. But they yeah. they did it so well, where it was very very believable, and there was a lot of back and forth where she's getting the comeback. He's coming up. She's taking him down. Um, I don't know what you thought about that. With intergender matches, um, I mean, when it, when it comes to wrestling, you uh, automatically, you know, your your you just your belief, you just suspend it right away. Whenever this match started, I just forgot it was a man versus woman match. It was just like two pro wrestlers to me. So when this happened, uh, it didn't bother me. I just said, "Wow, this is crazy." That's it. Mm -hmm. But as if like somebody was doing a crazy spot. Get me? Yeah. So kind of following the slamming her in the guardrail portion. Um, he power bombed her onto the ring apron on our side of the ring. Mm -hmm. It was kind of nasty. Uh, Tessa was able to break the count back in the ring, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Callahan's basically taunting her throughout the match. Um, he's yeah, he's he's really really good. He's a great. He hero. plays that like slimy like scumbag. Yeah. He does it in like all the companies he's with. He does it like MLW. But Impact. he looks the part. You get me? He looks like a scumbag. Yeah. Like, but he's great. <laughs> he's he's great awesome. Guy. Great guy. Like you know. Yeah. Probably a nice family man, but yeah. uh, he just come, he just does that like scumbag character so well. So good. Um, he's like, I know like an MLW. He'll do the thing where he like, oh, there's an, an impact too. He like he'll like spit a loogie, catch it, yeah, eat it again. It's so like disgusting. man, this guy's gross. Yeah. But um, uh, as he's kind of taunting her in the ring after that power bomb thing, she comes back with a spinning neck breaker. Uh, you think she's gonna get the momentum shifted but he cuts her off and then hits her um stiff hit you know he's he's punching her in the stomach yeah. and doing all this stuff and kicking her and so so what do you think about that well how does that come across to you usually i would say like on tv if i see it like this is this is fake crap mm -hmm. um but i think tna i mean i'm sorry impact has been a <laughs> it's still a habit man i still call it tna sometimes um impact They've been doing this storyline with the women's division type thing and kind of building it up, like anticipation for it. And they've been doing like intergender matches. I know she's had one with like Joey Ryan on that. Um, United We Stand. United We Stand. But, but, but and like, that, that I thought that match kind of sucked. Now, now but, but apart from storyline, like you're watching it, what would you think? Did it bother you any? No, it didn't really bother me because I think they did a great job. I'm not like I'm not like so uptight about that. Because it's kind of yeah. like the. Uh, the not you know we keep bringing up Joey Ryan but like the Joey Ryan you know flip mm -hmm. the penis flip like if I watch it on TV it doesn't you know it's like oh you know it's whatever it doesn't mm -hmm. bother me but when I see it like wow this is incredible now as this was going on you know him kicking her and all that I'm just thinking like wow holy crap he did that not like as a oh man he's hitting a woman but like wow I can't believe he pulled that move out yeah and I think they did like they broke down some barriers with this match which is probably gonna be talked about in the future like. Like you, like you mentioned, like you didn't think it was like, I mean, obviously it's a man versus a woman match, but like they didn't have that angle to it where like, oh, it's this weak little girl and yeah. she's getting beat up by this tough guy and he's such a jerk. This and, is Tessa can hang. Yeah. And like I said, she had that um, intergender match with Joey Ryan on the United We Stand show over WrestleMania weekend. I thought that match was just okay. This was like leagues better than that. Yes. Yeah. This was like a big time. This was great, a main event. It was a main event match. It was great. Um... And I don't, again, I don't have a problem with intergender matches. I don't think you can do them like all the time. But it's kind of like every wrestling match. There's like when you when you get mm. when you build something like as a hardcore match, mm. it could suck. But if there's a good hardcore match, well, that was a great match. Yeah, if you do this every once in a while with a good storyline like they've done it, it works out great. Yeah. Um. So I really like what they were doing. 
Um, so after kind of he cut her off after that spinning neck breaker, uh, he threw her onto the, the entrance ramp, was telling the fans to move out of the way. So he kind of was teasing like he's going to throw power bomber into the crowd. Into the crowd, yeah. He picks her up for the power bomb. But uh, she gets out of it and gives him an ace cutter on the ramp, which, which is was awesome. <laughs> so there was a lot of this, like, she's getting beat up, but she comes back. Mm-hmm. Then he cu- he cuts her off. So it was, like, a lot of good back and forth. Um, so they're both laying on the um, the ramp. They're, they're trying to crawl back into the ring from the entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy's, like, pushing her off and pulling her back as they're crawling, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both get back into the ring at a nine count. Tess uh, starts striking him. But Callahan, again, cuts her off with a punch to the stomach. She makes another comeback. Does, like, a spinning Lucha-style DDT, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, I think... The fans here at this point were saying, like, F him up, Tessa, F him up. Yeah, and I think... Did she do, like, the pedigree slam and knee strike? The... Or was that Callahan? I, I wrote some notes for this match, and I, I think he did that. Um... Like a power bomb, yeah, and then uh, a submission. Yeah, so he lifted her up, puts her in the uh, STFU submission. Um, so it looks like she's gonna tap out, um, but she grabs the rope. I mean, mm-hmm. she's like agonizing and pain. Great facial expressions. You could see we could see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, she really, they really did a great job of playing fans, that up. Fans were going nuts whenever she grabbed the rope. Um. So he goes for a uh, Sammy. Callahan, he goes for like a face, Jerry Lawler style face front pile driver from the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets out of it though and runs at him for a code breaker off the top rope, which is kind of one of her signature moves. Mm-hmm. Looked awesome, but she only got a two count, so mm-hmm. match was still going on. Um, so she's striking him kind of later on in the match. Following this, this code breaker, she's striking Callahan in the corner by the turnbuckle, and she's just going at it, you know, kind of relentless. The ref's trying to pull her off. To kind of break up the 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 sequence of moves there, mm-hmm. and she kind of strikes strikes the ref. Um, so there's a kind of like a ref bump. Sammy hits her with the bat that he brought in. She's out. Second ref ref runs in. He goes for the pin. There's only a two count, and then he and then Sammy takes him out. Right another ref bump. Uh, now Sammy has the bat again. Um, she's kind of on her knees. He's taunting her like he's about to murder her with the bat. She spits on him, which is awesome. Yeah, awesome. This is kind of a great sequence here. Uh, low blows him. Yeah. Um, Got a huge pop. Then she's taken over now. She grabs her own bat, uh, hits him in the stomach hard, and then um, go, goes off the uh, top rope for her code breaker finisher. Looked amazing. Um, went for the pin. She got a two count. She pulled him off, though. Um, and then put him in the STFU type mm-hmm. uh, submission. Uh, whole crowd is crowning, ch- chanting for him to tap out. Mm-hmm. So they're super invested in this match. But he gets the rope and breaks it up. Uh, the original ref now is get, gets back up, so he's back in the game. Uh, Sammy hits like a package pile driver type move, and this is where it kind of uh, ending a sequence. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like done at this point. Um, he. Uh, Picks her up a second time. Uh, we say it goes for another pile driver. He went to for a Jerry Lar, you know, style pile driver. Yeah, uh, hits the move, uh, gets the three count, and wins the match. Um, what did you was, think of the ending? Yeah, so it was about a fifteen minute match. Um, I thought she should have won. 
That's what too really deflated the crowd. Yeah, the crowd, the crowd, the energy, the room, the the vibe in the room just went kind of. I know for, flopped at the end there. I know for like during the storyline, he's always hit her with that pile driver, and it's just like she's out after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, finish was good. It's just that the wrong person won. Yeah, I think for what they were doing, kind of like the historical aspect of the match and how big it was, like she should have won. I thought so too. Um, especially with the the storyline they've been building where she's like the defender of the knockout. She took out Disco Inferno in like three seconds. She's always there to help out the knockouts when they're getting basically Bullied. run down by the men. Yeah. Um, she should have won. Sammy losing doesn't hurt him at all because it's like whatever, you know. Yeah, he's you know. He's a staple of the promotion. Yeah, he, uh, one loss is not going to kill the guy's career. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it hurt the match a bit, but it was still an awesome match. Um, afterwards, kind of they do like the sign, the show of respect. He hands her 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 bat back, leaves the ring at the ramp. He blows her a kiss. So he still, even though he was gave her that sign of respect, he's still a a hole. Yeah. Um, Typical Sammy. Yeah. Um, I thought this main event was pretty good. It's just that the wrong person wrong. Oh, one. Yeah, and then Tessa leaves the ring. You know, she Fans gets a- were cheering her on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know she was crying on the ramp. But yeah, she, she was pretty emotional. Yeah. It was great. It was like, okay, wow, this, this meant something. Yeah. Um, she posed with a bat. You know, she's crying. Um, great pay-per-view. Yeah. I, at first, I thought the match was... I like the, the main event cage match uh, with Brian Cage better. Mm-hmm. Initially, I and I still do. Um, and I thought the match when I at first when I was viewing it in the building, I thought it was good. But then when I when I when I uh, thought about it later in the next couple of days, I thought, wow, this match was actually really great. So yeah. I the, when I reflected on the match, I thought it was a lot better than mm-hmm. initially viewing it. I just thought that I, in maybe, the you know at, in the building at the like, time. Maybe your thoughts were kind of like, wow, wrong person, wrong uh, one. Yeah, and I think I think I was expecting her to win too, yeah. and it kind of took me out of it a bit. Yeah. Um, send the, you know, crowd home happy, but you know, so, I mean, it was a very great show from top to bottom. There were no bad matches. Um, you know, if I was going to say the weakest match, it was probably the impact match, the Johnny impact. Do you think so? I thought so. I thought maybe like the RVD match. You thought so? Maybe. But again, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. The pay-per-view was worth it. I thought it was worth, you know. Um, they're charging 40 bucks for this, I believe. Um, it was good. It's worth 40. I think it's worth it. Yes. You know, um, I don't know how long they take to put it on the impact plus subscription service, but you know, it's the match was, uh, the pavery was like Sunday a few days ago. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job, especially for one of their big shows. Um, the, the, the main match is delivered. I thought the monsters ball match was incredible. Um, with the with the, for the women's title, and then the Brian Cage match for the world title was great. The and tag then, title uh, match was great too. Tag title match was great, and of course the intergender match, which people are gonna be talking about for a while, and kind of just see where they go with it. Um, yeah, let's see what go, what what they do with Tessa going forward. I'm interested, but I definitely think it's like an important match, and the way they did it, um, you know, for what they were going for, it was it, they did a really fantastic job. Um, it didn't feel like a BS type of, like, this is just totally fake. There's this woman mm-hmm. fighting this guy, and this guy obviously is stronger than her. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe because she's pretty strong. She's a pretty strong chick, so I don't yeah. know. Like, um, it was it was done, like, almost like, I'm not, 
I don't know, perfectly, but, you know, because I think she should have won. Yeah, I just, um, I'm not complaining about the match. It's just that uh, if you tell me start to finish the match, it was great. Ending was perfect. Mm-hmm. Just that, you know, we just wish Tessa would have won, you know. Um, but I think people are going to be talking about it a lot. I think if you're curious about Impact, um, definitely check out the show. And I would re- like I would recommend at this point, you know, just watching the weekly show. If you're looking for some good wrestling, because the wrestling itself on the shows are actually really good too. It's really good, and I like the storylines. I like the wrestlers they got. Um, yeah, they're really riding a high wave. And like I said, the only problem is no one's talking about the company. Yeah, um, it's just them being on pursuit is killing them. Yeah, and they just have like a low kind of awareness. I mean, they're putting on these fantastic shows, and and no one, there's no, there's no like buzz. But I feel like if you're watching it, you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're complaining about like, man, wrestling sucks nowadays and WWE sucks and Raw's boring and stuff, you know, I think you should probably check out Impact. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Impact is like for sure the weekly they, show, and I was really happy with the show. It was great being there live. It was awesome. Yeah, they have a great, great roster. Great roster, great talent, great matches. Um, I think the belts feel important. Yeah. Title ma- the title belts feel important. Yeah, characters that stick out individually. Yeah, long-standing storylines that are built and evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's always stuff you don't like or... But that's everything. That's, that's every everything. Or maybe I don't like this certain storyline yeah, or angle or... That's every promotion, though. Um, but yeah, any kind of final thoughts on the on the show or the night or the... Yeah, I, uh, I just wish, uh, you know, they get a better TV deal soon so I can, you know, watch them more, more easily instead of, you know, going on Twitch. I mean, I, I work during the night shift so it's hard for me to keep up with them um and the the just like a side note too like the impact plus subscription they do put the weekly television on there um i think a few days or a day after Mm -hmm. um on the service and they also do like impact plus specials Mm -hmm. like not exactly pay-per-view specials but kind of like say extra shows yeah extra shows maybe house show level i mean good shows um and it's only like eight bucks a month, which I I think it's worth getting. Yeah, and they have say. like the the library of like the, the TNA history and Impact's history and all that stuff. But um, I'm mainly subbing to it for like the current shows, so I can actually mm-hmm. watch them. Um, and I feel like it's worth eight bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and this pay per view, check it out. I I mean, if you're if you want some good wrestling and you're curious about Impact, definitely check it out. Um, when I watched that, the last. Um, Impact pay-per-view that I actually bought was the United We Stand show um, over WrestleMania weekend. It was like 20 bucks. Yeah, it's not a full pay-per-view, but it was over WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> so I had like certain expectations of what that show was going to be. And I was kind of bummed by it, um, just to put a uh, summary of that. Um, Who was your wrestler of the night for this uh, pay-per-view? For for this pay-per-view? Um, wrestler, yeah. Man, there was like so many guys. Um the Taya was awesome. Brian Cage. I'd say Brian um, Cage for me. The Tessa looked like a star. Mm-hmm. Sammy Callahan was great in his role. Um, the North looked great as far as like tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, so like, yeah, I, li- I like I liked a lot of what Just I saw. Everybody basically. Yeah. This pay per view was great. I mean, mm-hmm. please check it out. If you if you love wrestling, this pay per view you will love it. Okay, so that's going to do it, uh, I think, for, for this recap and review and rundown of the show. Again, um, 
I'm going to have some uh, an article posted on my website, timbowman.me, with pictures from the show. You can get a, like a vantage point of um, different aspects of uh, the matches and the building and kind of just another rundown of the card. Um, we also did two other reviews of shows that weekend for uh, the independent promotion VIP Wrestling and, again, the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 opening night in Dallas as well, and both of those shows are on the podcast feed, um, so you can check it out there, and if you want to, again, more information on these shows or where to find the podcast, it is on my website, timbowman.me, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it is username underscore Tim Bowman, that is underscore T-I-M-B-O-W-M-A-N. Uh, again, this is the third show of the uh, wrestling weekend in the Dallas, Texas area. And uh, be sure to check out uh, the other two shows we did and the articles on the website. And just want to say thanks for listening.